Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. The Brewing Network Sunday Session is brought to you by More Beer. Featuring the new easy-to-sanitize threaded diffusion stone. Check out the new threaded diffusion stone at morebeer.com. Item number KEG590. I poured it in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was an IPA. The best IPA I've ever drank. Mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. It's some sugary water, throw it, some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. good. It's fine. Studios in Northern California. This is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is the session. Welcome to the program, boys and girls. It's another good session and a full show today. We got a lot going on, a lot of guests in the studio. Moscow's a weird booker. We haven't had a guest in the studio in like three years, and then he books them all in one show. I like it when we can't move in here. Yeah, not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Not a good one, but not a bad one, really. <laughs> right. Think about it that way. So I uh, jumped out of a plane this weekend. <coughs> Was it moving? Was moving. Was it, bro- was it broken? It was perfectly fine. Um, it was a little shabby looking. Uh, but <laughs> your doubts? Yeah, I did. A, I had more <laughs> doubts about getting up there than I did getting down. Yeah, they safer just to jump right out. Yeah. Did they let you jump by yourself, or did you have to strap yourself to some dude? Tandem. I, I'll admit, I, I don't think I could do the jump by myself. Yes, you could. I was a little bit of a pussy. <laughs> Those airplanes, you can't wait to get out of them. Believe me. Once you're up there, I'm gone. Oh, it was so great. I, I wasn't planning on going. Um, my girlfriend was going, and she had uh, asked me if I wanted to go, and um, I said no. And I have always wanted skydive, but it's just, I'm, I'm a little bit superstitious, and um, things are going pretty good right now. Um, and I feel like, you know, th- you know threatening my life is kind of like giving the finger to whoever is kind of pulling the strings, right? The karma guy. Yeah. Which yeah. would be you, I think. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, so I, I just kind of thought, you know, I'm just going to wait. When things are shitty, I'll go jump out of a plane. <laughs> and uh, so right now I'm not into it. Um, 
I'll just go and read a magazine and hang out in the hangar while you jump. Well, we're on our way there, and they called her and said, you know, we had a lot of some cancellations, and if you get here sooner, we can get you up sooner. And by the way, if you have anybody with you who wants to go, we now have spots open. And she, you know, she couldn't get spots for weeks. And we just, you know, they're kind of a line. So she gets off the phone and, and kind of says, well, there's a, a spot open if you want to do it. And I, I kind of thought for a second, like, wow, it's really a stupid thing to do. <laughs> sure, fuck it, I'll do it. So I ended up doing it. And um, man, is it amazing. Yeah? Holy shit. I wish I had a, a microphone on because I was cursing all the way down. Were you really? Yeah, but in a good way. I mean... So you you go up and you're you're strapped to some dude and yeah, um, that's pretty good. Already. But I kind of realized like at that point the last thing that you have to worry about is some dude's boner behind you. You're like you just don't you don't. Can care. you imagine if you get <laughs> you the don't one care about your life? Yeah, the right. one guy who just gets a boner when he's jumping out of a plane. I've right. done it five hundred times. I, I can't still, help it. I still get one. Yeah. Why do you think he keeps jumping? Yeah, right. So. Um, you, know, you fly up there, and they kind of talk to you a little bit on the way up, and you climb to 10,000 feet. And the closer you get to 10,000 feet, the um, the more the poop moves closer to where it's going to come out. <laughs> yeah, sounds like, sounds like me in every plane ride. Start <laughs> and I'm sweating. not going to jump out. Yeah. So we, you know, and then uh, then they open the door to the small aircraft. <laughs> oh, I don't like this story. It's a big, wide, open fucking door yeah and you're strapped to student they kind of tell you what to do they say you know uh basically we're going to get to the edge and you at that point will be outside of the airplane the the guy you're strapped to is still inside the airplane but you are out you're dangling out the and he tells you you know you kind of um you're supposed to hold your chest and curl your legs under um the aircraft and then uh at one point as soon as as you are airborne um arch you arch your back and keep your uh, keep your hands uh, on your chest until he tells you that you're allowed to do the Superman thing. <laughs> so I'm thinking that all of this is going to take a, a period of time. Man, that door opens up. You're pretty scared. He moves me to the edge, and and I I'm so thankful that it was this way. Have you ever done any like cliff jumping or anything from oh. a high a point like into water, yeah, like climbing a ladder? The, you're like <laughs> hanging out there waiting. The mo- the longer you stand there, the more freaked out oh. you get. And oh yeah. Clearly, these guys know that because no sooner am I on the ledge of this airplane, I'm I'm going down, and it, and it goes like this. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> And fuck, shit, fuck, fuck, fuck for a while. It right. goes like that. And it's amazing. I'm not scared. Well, you're scared, but yeah. it's intense. It's amazing. But I just can't stop cursing. So, Jay, when I went, I could feel my vocal cords vibrating because I was screaming too, but you can't hear yourself. Did you have that oh, experience? No, I heard it loud. Oh, you did? Every, the people on the ground heard it. It was loud. And it was amazing. And you free fall like that. For about 50 seconds, which is, I know everyone says this, but it's true, is a really long time. Yeah, it is. Because at some point, you're kind of trying to look back and make sure the dude's still there. You feel like it's been going on for too long. (laughs) Yeah, right. And... But you don't really see the ground coming at you. It uh, it doesn't change shape. It doesn't feel like you're... um, It's clear to you that you are plummeting toward the earth, but... 
You see what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't seem, seem as fast like as you'd think. It, yeah, it yeah. seems like it looks the same at, at, you know, the whole way, the whole ride. But it's very loud. There's a ton of wind in your ear. Yeah, yeah. And then finally, you know, then the cord pulls. And, and that's the scary part because that's the moment where you know if you're going to live or die. <laughs> that's right. Uh, it's right at that moment. What you're going to have. It's, you know, it's, uh, there are not many times in your life that you get to know within an instant <laughs> yeah. if you're going to live or die. And as that parachute pulls on you, you're still waiting for it to, to fully stop you. You haven't been stopped at this point. You've just been moved into an upright position, which is where you wait to find out if you will live. And, or if, die. And, or die. <laughs> and it's at that moment you're really scared shitless. Because you obviously uh, want it to go your way. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then after a, a few instants... You can tell that the parachute has fully inflated and everything is going to be fine. Uh, And again, you do this. Fuck. (laughs) Shit. Shit. Holy shit. And it's just a lot of that. And then, uh, you know, the guy, we jumped out first and the guy points over um, and says, you know, just a minute, you're going to see your girl fly by too. And there comes Kate just whizzing by. And then you get to see her shoot pull. uh, Yeah. And you kind of, that's another instant where you're like, okay, either I'm going to get sympathy sex for the next year because my girlfriend didn't make it, <laughs> right? Um, or everything's going to be fine. When she was going by, where her boobs going? <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't, they, they were, you couldn't see. There's too much strapped in. No, so that's a weird change for her. So, man, when we turned out fine, I told Kate before jumping, I said, you know. Don't get maimed or anything. Just die. Either live or die. Yeah, I don't want right. to. I don't want to be cleaning up your shit. Visiting <laughs> no. you in a hospital every day. Forget yeah. it. Yeah. How long was the ride down? Once they pulled the chute, was it another couple minutes until you? It's hit another the like six or seven minutes. Six, seven minutes. And yeah. then and and it's not over yet because the guy goes, "You want to do some spinning around?" <laughs> <laughs> Is he saying that in the air? Yeah. Be- once you pull the chute, you can talk. Oh, okay. Well, when you're, well, yeah, pull the chute. So we're hanging there for a second. We watch Kate pull her uh, uh, chute. Everything's fine. Yeah. And then, um, you know, he goes, do you want to do some spins? And I thought he meant like we would kind of slowly arc around. No, no. no. He, he had nitrous. Put, he puts yeah. us into a full-on, like, spin. Ugh. Like, remember when Goose died? Yes. <laughs> the F-15, 14, whatever. You don't ever, just... I know where I was when I saw that, too. <laughs> so, so it's like that. You're spinning like when Goose died. And it's awesome. And again, you're kind of hoping, I'm sure he's in control of this thing, right? Like, right. it's a controlled spin. And then he kind of pulls you out of it. And you do a few, like, dives and... It's oh man. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Uh, in in 2010, there were 53 fatalities from skydiving. Is that right? Yeah. But how um, many people? 16 percent of shoot malfunctions, and uh, f- fatalities have actually been on the rise since 2004. So I would never do it. That's retarded. I'm ready to do it again. Really? Yeah, I'd go today again. Huh. Oh, it just wakes you up. It totally wakes you up. I was pretty sleepy all day, yeah. uh, and I got on the ground and was. Wired. It wakes you up. And they're all laughing at me. Because, yeah, I was pretty stone-faced going up. I was kind of like, whatever, we're just going to do this. Sure. Coming down, I'm just grinning ear to ear. And they're like, what's wrong with you, man? What's happening to you? So A couple questions. The chat wants to know if you bought the video. Kate bought the video. She has her on video. Uh, It has me jumping out, and the guy turns us over right when we jump out so we can look look at the video. And you see the aircraft then disappearing into... E- the ether, you know, so yeah. we're like going down upside down. So that's nice. the only part 
that has me in the video, except for kind of like going up in the plane. They they film you a little bit, and then when you land, they show you uh, the guy. So it's it's two tandems, right? It's 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 you and your person, and it's Kate and her person, and then another person who is the cameraman. So he jumps out. He hangs out the outside of the aircraft while um, I jump out, and then while um, Kate is about to jump out too. And he sort of jumps out just before them, and he spends half of his ride on you know like with his back toward the earth. Right in front of Kate, uh, shooting the video all, all the way down, and yeah. then finally they pull their cord, and he keeps going for I don't know how long. But from the perspective of the parachute above him, from from where you are, yeah, it looks like he's about ten feet from the ground when he finally <laughs> oh, pulls man. his chute. And you're scared for him. I'm scared. For, I'm thinking you don't want to see. Oh God, I don't want to see that down there. Well, and I'm hoping we get our money back for the video <laughs> yeah, that's right. because it's not going to make that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. It might be a free video today. Well, you don't want to land in it either. <laughs> you also don't want to land you in know? that mess. Wow. And then finally his chute pulls. Uh, it, I'm telling you, man, it's intense. Well, man. after all that, I assume you need a beer or something. Did you have a, a, a pint or two after that? We went to Russian River and got totally shit-faced. <laughs> yeah. I got so drunk. Uh, uh, we, took a, we just took a cab. We ended up getting a hotel. Huh? And I, I must have had seven temptations. <laughs> and uh, I don't even like hearing the story. So, <laughs> are you, if, if there were any less people in here, I would lay down on the ground to be close. I'm already I'm on a chair and I'm too high in the sky. Right. So, are you like <laughs> somersaulting Stupid. out of the plane? Do you somersault or no? Is it, like, what's the deal? You don't. Um, um, hey, Greg, I see you on the line there. Just hang out a, a couple minutes. Um, you you could if you wanted. I guess maybe you could ask to do that. We just did the one roll where we we jump out, we look up at the plane so that we could. Smile at the camera. So it's like a barrel roll. A barrel roll. Then you're back on your stomach, and then you pretty much stay. And you can spin like the guy spun Kate a little bit. You can see in the video, um, but mostly you're just pointed down, and you're you're just staring at the Earth. And the wind. It's 120 mile an hour. They say is is what your velocity ends up being. So the wind is pretty intense in your face, but you're also I don't know. You've ne- it feels like you've never traveled so fast in your life. And certainly not toward a large object like the Earth. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's really insane, It's man. not very soft, either. No. Uh, not forgiving. You know, so nobody puked or broke any bones when they hit the ground or anything? No. Yeah. That's Every, hard to we do. We were all fine. Break bones and you hit the ground? I had a friend who somehow busted his ankle when he hit ground. Even Obviously, even though the chute opened, but he managed to survive the jump and then hurt himself once he finally got to the ground. Well, we watched a couple of, of the experts jump before us. They were doing some kind of training. And some of them will come in at a pretty uh, high velocity. Yeah, they'll do like a, a last, you know, um, flare right to to slow them down. But one guy, I saw him come in at a face down angle. He had turned his parachute just at the last minute. Maybe the winds changed, and he was I don't know fifty feet in the air at this point and headed straight toward the earth. And then finally, at the at the, kind of the last second, adjusts himself to be more uh, uh, vertical. Pulls on the strings and does a soft landing. You but know, I thought he was going to do a face plant for a second. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was gnarly. Well, they say uh, 32% of all skydiving fata- fatalities are in the landings. Oh, is that right? Yep. I, I honestly, after I just seeing, want to let you know, wouldn't, after, they, wouldn't they all be in the landings? Well, I mean, well, no, actually, well, <laughs> there's the guy doing the video. Yeah, well, your head off before oh, you get yeah. to unless someone had a heart attack. Just dying the way down. Yeah. There's yeah. collisions. Uh, no pulls, oh. malfunctions, uh, reserve problems. So not only so five percent, 
not only did their main chute not open, but the reserve didn't open, and then the fifteen percent other. You're just meant to die <laughs> if neither one right. opens. Yeah, yeah, I agree. At that point, and that's you know, I kind of believe that if it's your time, it's your time. So I wasn't. I'm really not too concerned about dying jumping out of this plane, except mm. during that instant where you're waiting for the chute to to do its thing. Yeah. At that moment, you're a little bit afraid of dying. Well, you're just not educated enough to be afraid. I guess so. Yeah. So, so I do all this, right? I, I jump out of a plane. Uh, JP informs me just the day before that uh, he can't go to GABF this year because he won't even get into a plane. Yeah. He cannot. He's now at the point where he will not get into an airplane at all. So he hasn't progressed. He's regressed. He's regressed. Yeah. There's only one cure for this. We got to get you to go to GABF and jump out of the plane so you can land in Denver. <laughs> right. That's a hell of an entrance yeah. right there. They'll cure you of this whole problem. Yeah. I think. So I'm what's like, what's going on here? Because I have your ticket. I have everything sorted out. And I then, know. And don't what's make, going on in your brain? Uh, I don't know, man. I just I I I I can't I can't do it. It'll be like that time in Boston when I was trying to go to Boston. Yeah. And I didn't even make it. Right. To the airport. What happens at the point that you're about to get on the airplane in inside your brain? Is it that you feel you're going to die in that airplane? Yes. It is. Yeah. It's, in some way or another. Even either it's, even there's the fucking spine. snakes on the plane. Really? Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> that happens. I've seen that. It, right? You saw that documentary? <laughs> saw the documentary yeah. yes. <laughs> on this goddamn plane. You put these money. Um Do you get that feeling when you drive a car? Is it only airplanes? It's only airplanes. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. Panic attack. Gee, cars are much yeah. more dangerous. Yeah. They are, but I have control over it. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. When you you're know? driving. But yeah. So well, think? sort of, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just the more I'm, I'm thinking about it and trying to prep for everything, the more I'm kind of, that panic kind of grows in your stomach and then you just kind of get like an empty feeling and uh, you just kind of, I don't know, get a All little All right. So he, let me ask you this. Dizzy. Isn't this the point where, because it's affecting your life, that you decide... You know what? Screw it. I'm going to try a Xanax because maybe it'll work. Well, I don't have any. I don't have health I, insurance. Oh, I know a doctor. So I can't. Get, I can get you Xanax like in an hour. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to. <laughs> Tito can just drive by in this fucking low ride. No. Uh, on the speed dial. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it uh, unless I was under a doctor's uh, care. But it's it's not that kind of a. Me- you don't. Need I know. That. But 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 for my for in order for it to actually help my anxiety instead of increase it, I would have to. Uh, I would have to have had a, a full and complete physical. I, I really don't think you know how Xanax works. Uh, well, I, do, it, it do you, I didn't know you were a your, chemist. Increase your. It won't. But here's the thing: your anxiety might increase as you're taking the pill. But no. shortly thereafter, whether there's a doctor around or not, it's gone. You're gonna chill out. Well, man. it doesn't work for everybody. You're, you're right. But I don't. You feel it's worth a shot. Yeah. If I had a doctor, then yes. But I'm not just gonna take it from some you know punk off the street. Squaresville, daddy-o. Yeah. But it's all the same. I mean, the doctor, I don't know that. I, in fact, I would bet you uh, anything that the yeah. doctor will just, just say the same thing we're saying, which is, yeah, you should probably try some Xanax. <laughs> And yeah. that's as far as he's going to go. Well, he's also going to tell you there's no physical risk taking Xanax. I don't know that. How about <laughs> have a couple of pints before you get on the plane? There's no, actually, actually, that uh, makes it alcohol, worse. Actually, alcohol increases anxiety. Oh. You know, there there is something terribly unnatural about being in a pressurized aluminum tube <laughs> at 26,000 feet going 600 miles an hour. Yeah, but right. it's wildly effective. You're, just Im- you're immediately where you want to be. <laughs> Not immediately. Right. If I could be immediately, Scott, I would it's be there. Yes, we just fall asleep. It you're, takes you three yeah. hours. And I just, it's it's not something I could do. And, and if I did it, 
and got there. First of all, so if the brewing going network- down to to Denver, going across the the mountains, there it's all the turbulence and bullshit, and that that just makes me uh, my pants go oh, brown. You're thinking point. about it way too hard, right? Yeah. Uh, thanks, Nate. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. We're also in a house. We are people. Uh, uh, I would spend the whole rest of the week there. Thinking about flying out, yeah. and I would not be, if you were all hopped up on Xanax. You Xanax, twenty four hours a day <laughs> for five days. Man, I couldn't do it. I was, I would be such you, yeah. a fucking asshole. No, you know what you spend the week doing? <clears throat> what having a chill good time? I can't. Spend well, yeah, for the yeah, first time right. in a long time, you'd spend the week as a happy motherfucker. You'd have a Just nice slow early stride. and take Amtrak. <laughs> you yeah, take that. a donkey. All right, well, let me ask you. So, yeah. if the Brewing Network uh, paid for you to go see a doctor who would then clearly recommend <laughs> you Xanax, uh, would you try the Xanax? I don't know. I don't know that. That gives me a lot of anxiety. Okay. Which is now this whole, you know, cyclical bullshit. Yeah. Well, try, try Xanax. Eating a, but, there was a time in my life where I lived, I ate a lot of pills. But you know that it goes now away. Now I don't want to do that. But you do know that even if you decide... It isn't for me. It didn't help me. Yeah. It goes away in, uh, what, four, four hours or something? It's gone. I don't know. You're not going to be stuck anywhere except Maybe. for in a happy place for <laughs> for several hours. Uh, I, I, I don't know. <sighs> and you won't have the anxiety after you take it, too. You'll have it leading up to it. I can see that in your face. But Well, uh, NHC's around the corner, and that might give me enough time to uh, uh, figure that out. Okay. Well, I, listen, I worry about you, and as your friend, yeah. I really want you to say fuck it and take the Xanax, because I know that afterward you're going to go, God damn it, I should have done that a long time ago, and now I can have my life back. <laughs> That's what I think is going to happen. Now you can go to Europe, go right. to Belgian beer bar. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I was telling... Paris hookers, I was everything. telling my girlfriend, I was like, you know, if we ever get married, we're, we're going to, like, fucking Oakland for our honeymoon, right? Right. <laughs> and even that would be stretching. She goes, I realized that the third week. We and we're not getting. taking Bart. Yeah. Because it's a tube and... <laughs> I'm not in control. <laughs> That's actually one thing that I've gotten over is going to the city... In, by bar, yeah. Oh, bottle. in that underground tube? Yeah, and, and, and then the, the thing stops, and you go, oh, I'm like, what, a mile under the uh, yeah, shitty ocean? A lot of water up there. On earthquake um, faults. Yes. All right. I couldn't take part in the city. All right. No. Good. Yeah. Call the doctor. Seriously. All right, well, so Moscow now gets a free trip to uh, Denver. Score. Uh, to, Good. To help us out, because I need the extra hands. And, and JP, you're going to sit at home... Feeling like you were wishing you were there drinking with us, man. I, you know, I, I know, and, and uh, I really am, am doing it for my friend, Scott. <laughs> right. I think he's worked hard uh, these past couple hours, and uh, he deserves it. <laughs> right. Uh, but I'll be, like I said, I'll still do social network shit, and, you know, because we never have anyone to update Facebook statuses when we're there, right? So yeah. that would be me. I would do it. So it's a All good right. thing. So your miserable ass is going to sit home in front I, of the laptop. Dude, I, I, pretty sure to Justin do, like, is having tweets right. all week. It, it, it hurt me a lot to to send that email to you and tell you I that. Know, I know. Um, and it and it hurt me a lot to do that to push, because I know he's counting on me. Right. Uh, but I literally would not, I would be just a miserable cock. But this More again, so than I am. This and again, I, is, I couldn't do it. I just, I could not. Literally, couldn't do it. To me, again, because it's affecting your life and those around you. This is why you, you, you buck up and you take the goddamn blue pill. Yeah, it's magic. <laughs> you just take the pill and you test it out. You just try it because if we're wrong, no harm, no foul. You took the pill. We all get to shut up. It didn't work. Mildly strung out. It's all good. You get to go on being miserable. 
<clears throat> Take the pill. Jep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, of that, Jep. Well, we got it sorted out. Don't worry about it. Sit home. Yeah. Don't have anxiety. But do think about taking the pill. Uh, I, I, I will. And think about my offer uh, to send you to the doctor and, and evaluate you so that you feel safe taking the pill. Does that help? Yes. Think about that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, God, we didn't even get to anything we were supposed to get to. But that was a lot more fun, don't you think? I, yeah. <laughs> it was. Thank you for letting me have fun. All right, we've got uh, Jade from HopTech Homebrew. Uh, she's in the studio here with us today. And also on Skype, we have uh, Greg Maynard, um, who's from Oakland Brewing Company. Greg, you with us? Might, might have lost him a long time ago. He was kind of hanging out there for a few minutes. Maybe he got scared. We lose you. Here he comes. Hey, Greg, you there? Sorry, guys. I fast-fingered my mute button. <laughs> uh, no I was just sitting there chuckling and uh, refilling my beer. as going through the, uh, the stories. Very the anxiety nice. stories. Have you certainly, ever? I, I, I know the uh, the medication you're prescribing certainly worked for me when a, when a doctor told me he was going to slice my eyeballs open with a razor blade. Well, oh my I was God. a little I was a little apprehensive. Uh, he gave me a Xanax, and the next thing you know, I was uh, laying down and putting my head back and following all the orders. Right. He's like, "Now give me a handy." Okay. Uh, I tell you, it works, JP. <laughs> well, I would do that. I'll 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 ski pole anyone. I don't give a fuck. Right. <laughs> All right, so Greg Maynard's from Oakland Brewing Company, and he's on the line with us along with Jade here from HopTech uh, Homebrew. You all know HopTech, a longtime sponsor of ours. Woo-hoo! You can go to uh, HopTech.com, check it out there. And they're here to talk to us about uh, Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. So what is Oktoberfest? Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest in the Diamond, and it's put on by the uh, the Diamond Association in Oakland, and they're doing it to try to improve the area. It's been going on for several years, and uh, it's a beer festival, right? No, no, not necessarily. Oh, not just. I it, see. Not just. It's very, very family oriented. They have a root beer garden for the kids. There's a lot of activities. Very, very family oriented, and they happen to also have a beer fest. Okay, got it. So there's a beer garden. Uh, beer in, garden with uh, with is. a homebrew section and and a craft a craft brew section. Oh, I love this. The, so you do have a homebrew side to it. We also. do have a homebrew side, and HopTech is sponsoring Homebrew Alley. Beautiful. And um, we're going to have, uh, we're still trying to work it out. We're going to have some kind of like brewing demonstrations. Um, our homebrew club, the Mad Zymergists, in their, uh, in their tent, you know, we're going to have like things fermenting and, and things mashing. And, Great. And then down at HopTech, at our booth, we'll have, we have grains to taste, hops to smell. A little bit of homebrew to taste. Okay. And uh, there'll be other homebrew clubs there also. Great. Um, pouring some homebrew to taste. And uh, it's all good fun. So, Greg, how long have you been involved in it? I'm sorry. This is my uh, third year there with OBC. Okay. Uh, you know, we've uh, worked there with Drake's, Linden Street, and Trumer uh, for the past four years. This year we're doing something a little different for the uh, the taste. Normally it's been limited to four beer tickets for 20 bucks. This year there's a, an unlimited taste. The hours of the event, uh, I don't know if anyone's addressed it, this Saturday, October 1st, from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., it's right there at the intersection of MacArthur Boulevard and Fruitvale, the center of the Diamond District uh, okay. in Oak. Uh, so for $40, there's unlimited tastes, and, and you'll be able to take your tasting stein and go back and forth between the, the craft brew tent and the uh, homebrew tent. Beautiful. So that's the way to do it. Hey, I we can used, go to that. We used to. You can go. You'll be here. <laughs> we'll be at GABF, but JP will be here. Oh, I'll, I'll be there. Yeah, I go. 
All right. Yeah, definitely. Every year. Tasty's going too. Yeah. Awesome. I like the 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 open pour is the way to do it. The flat rate is the way to do it. We tried doing tickets uh, several years ago, and it's a pain in the ass, and and people don't like it as much either. They they'd rather spend a little more and not have to be hassled with it, and what? not have to and not have to have full and not have to full exactly, glasses. That was always exactly, my thing, Jade, because as a beer. Uh, you know, a taster, a beer, you know, a beer, you're looking for different beers to try. You don't want a full pour of any beer. You want a little bit of each beer. Yeah, I agree. So I'm glad you're doing it that way. So 40 bucks gets you in there. 11 to 6, that's a good long time. That's a great time. So it's a, it's a long, long time. time. There's going to be tw- 20, 20 breweries uh, pouring under the craft brew tent. So Beautiful. Uh, add, I add that to the amount that we expect the home brewers to build. There's, there's going to be more than your money's worth if you're getting four-ounce pours for that period of time. Tasty, are you going to pour homebrew? Uh, yeah, I think one? I might. Yeah. Beautiful. I have okay. some to take, so yeah. Great. Do you know what you'll be bringing? People can anticipate. I think I have some of that uh, Shark Bite Red that I brewed for uh, Kenya Brew. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's a nice beer. We have that at NCHF, too, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's a good red. Okay. And uh, Jade, I'm sure that uh, you and Roberto will also be pouring some of Roberto's homebrew, right? And Jade's homebrew. And your homebrew. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. lovely. I've had your homebrew once, but uh, most often it's it's Roberto bringing his by, so yours will be there too. Great. Do we have it any is. here, though? That's the question. We, we have, have one of each, one of one of Jade's and one of Roberto's. Aha. Nice. Called your bluff there, hey? Yeah. <laughs> Let's beer bong all that shit. I have to get into that. <laughs> yeah, the uh, pale's really good. I've had it. We had. Thank I you. was at the... Uh, Northern California Home Brewers Festival. Uh, Roberto, isn't one of them portable? I don't even have to wait to the for the break to right. just bring it in here, and we'll just pour it while we're hanging out. Oh, fantastic! About that isn't one of them able to move out of that room and into this one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just asking. You know. Uh, okay, next time I'm coming to the studio, guys. This doesn't sound as much fun. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can still make it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm looking at the weather page for for next weekend, and uh, we had the unseasonal rain and cold in the last couple of days, but it's looking like it's going to be. Quite sunny and 72 degrees next Saturday. So Perfect. Perfect. Now, uh, are there pre-sale tickets or just at the door? Uh, you know, I haven't been a part of the pre-sale. I know certainly that there hasn't been a hassle when you get there that day. There are plenty of tents, uh, areas that you go up and get your T-shirt and your sign. and it, it works really well. It seems that they have it organized. The fourth year is about when these things settle in and uh, people get it all figured out. So. Is there a website for it? Yes. There is. Uh, the web address is... Oktoberfest.org, O-R-G, okay. and it's just Oktoberfest with with an A thrown in there, obviously. There you go. I'm looking at it right now. And so all the information that we're talking about here, plus a list of the breweries is on there. Got some great ones. Drake's, of course, Trumer, 21st Amendment, Real Industries, uh, Triple Rock's in there, Speakeasy, um, Triple Voodoo, which is a newer uh, brewery. Yeah. I had them at the Bay Area Craft Beer Festival last year. Um, Where are they from? I think San Francisco. Yeah. It's Greg Kitchen. Uh, they they're brewing out of somewhere down in the peninsula. I think he lives in Belmont. Okay. Uh, they're looking they're looking for some space to brew uh, in the East Bay area. Uh, they recently changed their name from uh, Devil Voodoo to Triple Voodoo. If I'm, I'm hoping I'm it's saying extreme, that. It, yeah. I think it was Cherry Voodoo. Cherry Voodoo. Oh, no, it's Triple Voodoo. Oh. Triple Voodoo. Yeah, Cherry Voodoo. Just like Triple Rock. Cherry Voodoo is a porn star name, I think, and that She's just hot. doesn't fit as a for a brewery. But from like fake a, boobs, bottle blonde. Is that the one? Like yeah. a seventies yeah. black exploitation film. Yes, that's true. I'm Cherry Voodoo. 
got Moylan's out there. Uh, of course, Oakland Brewing Company. Um, so go check it out. You can go to Oktoberfest.org and get all the information you need. And um, you know, I've never been to it. Uh, I've always got some other event happening, but I've I've always heard good things. Tasty always comes back talking yeah, about it's a it. Nice crowd. I went the first year. It was a lot of fun. Okay. See, overlap with GABF and other stuff the last couple, but right, it's been a good event. Right, first time. It's really good. They really have this like a gigantic range of food in the food booths. It's Oakland, so the diversity, right? The diversity is really, really great. That's true. And uh, last year, you know, I just that's how I got to escape my booth was to go out and get food for people in the booth. Nice. <laughs> you know, and I came back. I came back with African finger food and 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 uh, Filipino food and just, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. I'm hungry yeah, already. Okay. I'm telling you, that's good too. JP's going to go. You'll be you'll be able to find him in the uh, root beer tent. That's where he'll be hanging out in the corner. In the of corner the of the root, yeah, in the very small corner of giving, the root beer tent, yeah. giving children creepy looks in Lederhosen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would uh, pay to see JP in Lederhosen. I think I would. I would let you pay me to see <laughs> to you in Lederhosen. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go to Oktoberfest.org and and check it out. Greg, thanks for being with us today. I appreciate you it. You bet. All right, take we'll care. See you guys down there. All right. Take care. There you go. And Jade, uh, thanks to you and all you do down there at Thank Hop you. Tech and all your support of the Brewing Network, Thank too. You. And I'm sure you guys are going to have a good time. So go see Jade at the Hop Tech Homebrew Tent. Uh, Roberto will be there, too. And you can see them all hanging out. And um, you'll, you know, play Find JP. Play Find <laughs> Where's JP Crying. That's a new that's a new game that's sweeping the nation. The world in the corner, but what corner? <laughs> Which right. corner? Where's JP Crying? I love that game. A lot of fun. It's a good one. Okay. Just follow the trail of tampons, I suppose. <laughs> I don't, what? I don't get it. <laughs> well, because, yeah, they absorb tears a lot better. I see. Yeah. Um, all right, let me get through a couple of announcements. We'll go to break. Uh, today we've got Scott Mansfield in the studio with us. Welcome to the studio, Scott. Thank you. Uh, Scott Mansfield is the writer of Strong Waters, which is a simple guide to making beer, wine, cider, and other spirited beverages at home. And Scott's going to talk to us today about ginger beer. And we've never done a ginger beer show. We've been doing this for a lot of years now and haven't uh, explored this topic yet. It's time. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we're going to do it. So if you've got questions about ginger beer, uh, we're going to find out uh, all about that up next after the break. Um, there's some new t-shirts in the store, and I will restock all of it after GABF next week. If you're coming to GABF, we'll have almost all of our uh, new designs and old designs on sale at our booth. I don't know where our booth is. It's usually uh, either on the back loading dock or uh, wherever they can, wherever they put us. I in. think we're in the basement this year. Are we in the basement? This That's year? what I heard. Uh, one year we um, we were we were actually down the street. We had to go down the street. It was weird, uh, but they said that was it's our like an booth empty space. Chinese restaurant. Yeah, and they said no. This is VIP booth space. Uh, but just look for us. We'll be there. Uh, you can find me and Push the whole time, actually, in the middle of the hall at the Brewers Pavilion, where we're doing a whole bunch of um, uh, panels with different brewers. Um, and uh, we'll be broadcasting all of those on justin.tv slash brewing network. Uh, pay attention to the website. Uh, I'll have Moscow put up a full schedule of our broadcasts. And then JP will be at home in his underwear tweeting all of our broadcasts. Now, he'll probably That's wearing true. pajama bottoms. Give him some credit. Yeah. Well, it depends. Hey, and I'll actually be helping out with the You Be the Judge booth this year again at GABF. Oh. So right when you walk in the front entrance to the right, come on by, you taste some beers. Be and, there. and you guys basically teach how the judging process goes there. Exactly. Yeah, right? a few brewers come in, and we try beers, and we talk about them, and Great. get to judge some beer real quick. And What's that? It's you and Randy the Mexican, right? That's right. Now, how is it that you're able to get off work for a week, man? You guys just opened that place. It's about time. Yeah. No, we're doing really well. Uh, so, no, it's just uh, GABS really important to me every year. It's fun to go hang out with everyone, and it's a great time. So Perfect. Those are my few days. 
Okay, so go to the UB the Judge booth, and you can see Chad and Randy the Mexican there. Come over to our booth to buy shirts. Go to the Brewer Studio Pavilion um, to meet uh, me and Push over there, and here's some great panels. Um, for example, I know one of them, I think I mentioned it last week, is, is Jim Cook and uh, Ken Grossman and Charlie Papazian all talking about 30 years of the Great American Beer Festival and how it's changed and things that they remember. So we'll also be streaming that on justin.tv slash brewing network. Don't forget not to buy our iPhone app. They're supposed to be taking it down from the store. I don't know if they have yet, but don't buy it because it's going out of commission uh, very soon. We have a new one coming. It'll be free. And also for the Android, both of them will be free. Uh, subscribe and join the BN Army by hitting the donate button, and your donations help us go a long way. I told you last week uh, we won't be charging for podcasts like we thought we might be doing. Uh, we are exploring other solutions uh, that I think are going to work better. So really the best way to support us is to go buy those T-shirts and hit the donate button. It's how we stay alive. Um, also, you know, by supporting our sponsors because they love to hear from you, and the more you do that, uh, the more the sponsors come knocking at our door to, to give us money. So uh, thank you for all the, the support that you give them. Okay, you can send your feedback over to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. You can send show ideas to scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. You can send Xanax to, what's your address, JP? Uh, it's 135, I'm fucked lane. <laughs> right. Send uh, Xanax there. Creepy town, North Dakota. <laughs> right. You can send it here, but then uh, JP will only receive half of the Xanax shipment, I can guarantee. <laughs> half is very generous of you. <laughs> there's a commission involved. The mailman's and, uh, kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah, he's... And a, and a junkie. Yeah. <laughs> he just likes being happy. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Maybe there is. I don't know. I seem to be adverse to it. All right. And speaking of sponsors, don't forget that you can buy all sorts of exciting things over at adamandeve.com. If you're looking to spice things up in the bedroom, been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie, an offer you can't resist is to go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time, you'll get 50% off just about any item. And then when you do, uh, you'll get uh, three free DVDs, uh, adult DVDs. They're not like Disney DVDs. Um, That's that's still good, though, I guess. Plus a free extra gift that's so sensual we can't even mention it on internet radio. Uh, And to top it all off, um, free shipping. So if you use coupon code BNARMY, that's B-N-A-R-M-Y, at checkout, you'll get 50% off an item, three free adult DVDs, uh, extra gift we can't mention, and free shipping, all by going over to adameve.com. And if you do that and do it a lot, they keep paying me to say all that, (laughs) which is kind of cool, in my opinion. Pretty cool, actually. (sighs) Oh. Should we just do feedback now so we can get it out of the way and not have to do it later? Yes. Get it out of the way, dude. Let's do it. Scott's not going anywhere, right, Scott? You can hang out for a bit? Well, he can't. He can't get hey, out of the closet. Oh, no, I'm good. Yeah. You're fine. Oh, no, Scott. I'm tied in. Not the guy that works on the show, Scott. <laughs> right. Okay, let's do our feedback. Oh, my God. You've got mail. Kick ass. All right, feedback's brought to you today by the 21st Amendment Brewery in San Francisco, a longtime sponsor of ours, putting beer in cans. That's right. Yeah. Cans. Tasty crack cans. Yeah. Okay, so a lot of response to last week's um, show. Uh, one of them was uh, we were trying to recommend uh, a Denver strip club. Someone wanted to know ah. Denver strip club since GABF is there next week. Roberto, can I try your beer? Jade's beer. Oh, this one's Jade's beer. Jade, can I try your beer? Oh, sure, yeah. I suppose. That had a bunch of sour Give beer in it. Beer. So, yeah, it might have a mm. tinge of sourness. Oh, good. So somebody wrote in this article um, uh, about the best strip club in Denver. And, really? uh Well, the reason he thinks it's probably the best strip club in Denver is that these two dudes took their dead friend to it. <laughs> oh. oh, that's right. The Weekend at Bernie's Part 3, right? Did you read this thing? I they, saw the headline. They did what? that for real? So 
Let's see. Oh, by the way, the strip club is called Shotgun Willies. <laughs> and look at, I, I'm, you had me at Shotgun. Right. That's got to be the best strip club in Denver. Dude, for sure. Uh, let's see. The police uh, has have accused Robert Young and Mark Rubinson with, uh, let's see, what are they can be charged with? Um, unauthorized use of a debit card, uh, uh, abuse of a corpse. And that was I, second oh, to they debit used, card fraud. And they I, used his debt card, the dead guys? Yeah, so wow. what happened is they went over to their friend's house Seems and discovered that he was dead. So they then put him in the car and went to two different restaurants. They went to a Mexican restaurant and had drinks while they left him in the backseat of the car <laughs> on his debit card. Then they went to another restaurant where the guy worked. The guy used to, the dead guy worked at this restaurant. And they hung out there for a while and, and charged a meal on his card. It's ballsy. And then uh, finally they went to um, um, Shotgun Willie's <laughs> and charged all of their beer and strippers on uh, the dead dude's card. He would have wanted it that way. That's what I figured. Yeah, right? <laughs> I figured what's he going to do with that money now? Now, <laughs> Chad, Tasty. JP, I know you don't. You're not. Much I'm going to give you guys club, an extra so copy of my card, this, just in case. Thank you, because yeah. you guys are welcome to take me to the strip club yeah. when I die. That'd be great. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that slab's pretty cold. Just put me in the back seat. Right well, there. if you can manage getting me inside, uh, that'd be better. Yeah. I'd rather not wait in the car, but whatever yeah. you can do. All right. Um, and you, you may use my my. I'll give you a card. credit card and some sunglasses. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. How ridiculous! We'll get you a lap dance too. Get me a lap yeah, dance. Please. It'll be the stiffest I've ever been. I. For guarantee. Sure. Mm. I'm on the uh, Shotgun Willie's website. How's it look? Uh, I don't know. There's like a weird like video game where you can tip strippers video game money. And then uh, they have a blog. Apparently they do a cowgirl car wash. They just did it on uh, nice. like last month. I love that the strip club has a blog. Who gives yeah. a shit? Right. I'm trying to I'm trying to find pictures of the broads, and it's like, last night my girl Betty and I rocked swimmer on the set, keeping it too hot with three T's, not to have a blast. Sundays are sin nights. I don't know what any of this crap means, and I kind of don't care. Well, I'll go. I'll try to check out Shotgun Willies and report back. Please do. All right. Um, and then, you know, last week we got Terrence to drink his wife's uh, breast milk. Yeah, we did. After not raising enough money for me to drink it, uh, Terrence had to do it. And so I I got some uh, a news story about that, too. Somebody wrote in about a man who is going to um, feed exclusively on 162 gallons uh. of his wife's breast milk uh. Uh, in order to find out how long and how much uh, is needed to sustain a six foot four, one hundred and eighty five pound man. Let me guess. He's gonna tweet and blog the whole thing too. Oh, you know it, yeah. man. Yeah, I think it's his Twitter feed is I'm a dumbass. <laughs> I can't see what it is. But uh I guess well, well, what how, how much milk's he got? What what well here's how where's that coming from? Here's how it starts. <laughs> After her third premature baby, Katie filled a twenty two cubic foot upright deep freezer with her excess breast milk. That's disgusting. Now her husband Curtis plans on feeding only on that for as long as his body can take it to see um, how much it takes and how long a man could do it. Scott just slid me a note that says, what the hell is this crap? <laughs> right. Uh, really strange stuff that people do with breast milk. Well, I think I th- they should make cheese out of it and be done with it. Really. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. <laughs> I bet that's really good cheese. Well, I, I think his, his project is flawed because he wants to know how, how long a man can Better be sustained on it. And that's not very manly at all. Right. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so what's next? <laughs> all right, next the in the feedback. Joe writes in about stuffy brew club members. Um, oh. But... but oh. 
I thought this was an interesting... I wanted to get everybody's opinion on this, because I'm not so sure his, his homebrew club members are stuffy on this one. Here's the example. He said, I thought you guys might get a kick out of this. The homebrew club I'm in is having a drawn-out discussion about an image to be put on a t-shirt. I know how you guys are all for keeping things light and fun with homebrewing. One of our more talented members has created a drawing of a goofy beer bottle guy drunk and stumbling while walking on our club name. There are some members that are saying we're not representing our club properly. But I say it's a friggin' t-shirt. Last meeting I went to, these same people were actually drinking beer. We brew. And you know what? It looked like they were feeling it. I'm the guy at the meeting that barely drinks because I know I have to drive home. I think our actions speak louder than the t-shirts we wear. So he thinks they're a little bit stuffy because they won't put the drunk guy on the homebrew shirt. What do you guys think? Appropriate to put the drunk guy on the homebrew t-shirt? No, inappropriate. I think yeah. homebrew has got to be carry the banner for like more being more responsible. Okay, I agree and a lot of times we we're big abusers as well. So sure, there's what? a guilt thing there. Yeah, might right. as well not showcase it. Exactly. <laughs> Let's get uh, that hidden. I agree with Mr. McDowell. Yeah, I agree 100. percent I think uh, you know it, it is a little irresponsible. I don't even think it's that funny. It's it's kind of obvious. I think that's more the point. It's not. It's inappropriate. It's just. It's not that funny. Right. Yeah. It's not, no yeah. one's laughing. Yeah. At the if idea it was for the sake sure. of a big laugh, I'd say yeah. Yeah, what the hell? Embar- sure. Embarrass yourself. If it was hilarious, that's a good point. A good point. Yeah. They should just do a show of hands at the club meeting or something, and if the majority of the people <laughs> in the club don't want to do it, then all right. Then it's settled. can that idea, we'll get another Mulan shirt. Action. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I guess that I would vote not to have it, but if, if a guy wanted to make it for himself and wear that as yeah. his club t-shirt in my club, I wouldn't care if he did, I, you know. Well, you're kind of a slacker. Right. I would. And, and a I, drunk. Yeah. Um, but because it yeah. is not, it is not the right, the right image you want to project. But um, what if it is that what the club does though? Is that is it okay then? Hammered? Yeah. What yeah. <laughs> if then it's okay? Well, right? then they have a drinking team or some shit. I don't know. Some clubs are kind of like that. Maybe they enjoy that yeah. sort of image. You know, I think that Tasty and and JP have the right idea though. Homebrewers probably don't need to play up that side of things more than they, they already do. So. Right. Well, and I think if I mean if that's what they do, then they just you know turn their their homebrew club into like the Alpha Pi Theta club and then go you know pledge somewhere at some dumb college well but if really that's how they like to have a homebrew club who am i to say they can't have that as their homebrew club i don't well, they make beer and get shit faced on it what I do know. i care yeah well he asked this guy asked he wants your opinion that's who you are you're an <laughs> well, opinion guy i'm just i guess i'm just saying that i don't care if there's a homebrew club that does that and i and then go ahead and put the t-shirt on yeah but i also agree that the rest of us homebrewers don't need the extra push in that direction Image-wise. Right. So, but I, I wouldn't tell anybody, no. They'll go ahead and put a BM Fuck logo it. next to it when they make it next time or something. Well, there you go. <laughs> then it's fine. Or an AHA. BNAC. Put a hop grenade on there. They expect it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, here's a question, I think. Hey, guys, thanks for all the great information, interviews, and above all, a format that's fun. Best wishes to Bevo and baby Esther. I have a fruit beer <laughs> question for Doc, Tasty, or Roger. Or, well, I guess anyone but Justin, for that matter. No offense, Justin. Uh, at any rate, in the past, I've heard you talk about one pound of fruit, preferably frozen, per gallon. Any beer just makes a fruit beer. I've also heard you guys talk about the use of fruit extracts. So my question is, do you use fruit extract in addition to the one pound per gallon? And if so, how much would you add? Mr. McDowell? <laughs> what the? You did win a gold medal for it, right? And you're the only well, one in the room that is in the, in the list with of people only extract. Asked. If you want to use both, I think, yeah, I would use less uh, real fruit. Maybe less than a pound per gallon. And then uh, use the aroma, which is typically what you're getting in the extract, to like make that more pronounced. 
Okay. Yeah, that'd be my recommendation. Eyedropper drops per gallon. Yeah, you know, just kind of per bottle. tweak it in there kind of thing. And you do it per bottle. That's how you test it. Well, that's it. how I do it because yeah. I don't want five gallons of fruit beer. <laughs> but right. if you're making a fruit beer, just, yeah, throw them right into the fermenter, you know, late. Yeah. Now, would you recommend doing the combo like that or would you prefer I do. To I do. Like, yeah, I think yeah. when you get both uh, fruit flavor and uh, heavy fruit aroma, it's, it, it's probably what they're looking for. Okay. Yeah. All right, great. He says he's planning on doing a cherry wheat for his next brew. Yeah. He says, I would plan to add the cherries in secondary fermentation and then keep in secondary for 10 to 14 days, then bottle. Yeah. Well, just, so. one, just one other thing. is People that judge that category are looking for the beer first. They want to make sure that it's a beer. Right. Like if it's a wheat beer, it tastes like a wheat beer. The cherry's got to be secondary. It's tempting to like just load it up with, uh, with cherry because thinking, well, more is going to be better. Well, in terms of like judging, it's, it's typically not. Now, in terms of what you, ser- you serve your friends and your girlfriends, Get them all loose and you know available, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, my girlfriend's <laughs> friends. That's exactly what More I do. More cherry, probably the better in terms of those. Uh, right, those people. All right. Why do we assume that the fruit beer is for the girls? That just really drives me nuts. Yeah, you well, it's like a you know panty dropper beer. kind of beer. I think they like uh, oh. fruit beers. <laughs> making it worse. <laughs> all right. Oh my God. You my beer back, Jade. <laughs> your beer's your beer's, beer's excellent, isn't it? It's really good beer, Jade. <laughs> oh, thank you. There's no fruit in it. And there's no damn fruit in it. So not designed for yeah. women, then, obviously. This is not a chick <laughs> yeah. beer. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. You're on the, we're on the same page now, Jade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Don't worry, Jade. I agree. Taste these panels will be dropping any second now. How do you describe, I'm not drinking fruit beer. How do you describe this beer, Jade? What is it? It's a Palisades pill. It's a straight Palisades. Okay. Um, I love Palisades. It's such a soft, nice little hop. Yep. And uh, I did um, whole... For the bittering and whole for a flavor in the middle, and then I did pellets at the end for aroma. And uh, as we know, I'm an extract brewer, and uh, that's it. It came out nice. That's a damn good extract beer. Yeah, it right certainly much. is. Yeah. What uh, what extract malt did you use? The breeze. I started off. I started off with with a pound of uh, DME. Okay. The golden DME, and then at 30 minutes, I put in eight pounds of liquid. Okay. And because I was raised by Roberto, and I can't do anything session beer like you know. Ah, uh, yeah. Gotta go big. <laughs> Gotta go big. Go big or go home. You know what I never uh, used because I'd switched over from extract by that time that I saw it available was uh, Pilsner extract malt. Yeah. I had used no. the the you know kind of the standard two row uh, extract malt, but I'd never used the Pilsner stuff. Mm-hmm. It always looked good, and it smelled really good. I'd smelled it in the shop before. Yeah. And uh, have you brewed with that kind of extract uh, yet? Jay? I do because that's what, that's our light. Oh, it Our is. Our light is the, is the Pilsner. Okay. It's the Pilsner because with the Pilsen you can put anything together with steeping grains. Got it. Any taste, any color. Yeah. And so uh, I uh, I play a lot with all of them. Okay. You know, I go through my phases. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, Scott went through a phase like that once. <laughs> once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Entering phase now. <laughs> but I um, I discovered after, after reading some and... and um, with other extract professional brewers and stuff, I have found this, you know, how to manipulate extract. Right. To a degree. Yeah. yeah. And I'm still totally, totally learning. And, okay. Uh, and I could never understand in some recipes why you would do a late addition on the liquid. And it never made any sense to me. Okay. Until I read the uh, an issue of, of uh, BYO magazine. And they, uh, they uh, interviewed the brewer at uh, Pacific Coast. Yep. And Red Hook and one in Michigan, I can't remember the name of. And they talked about doing late additions because the longer you cook light extract, the darker that it gets. Sure. And I thought, well, that makes friggin' sense. Never thought of that before. <laughs> and uh, so after that, I played with it to see what would happen. And I used straight Pilsen, and I did all DME in the beginning, 
and the last 15 minutes I put in LME, and I was going for a pill. I didn't use any steeping grains. I wanted to see what how it turned out yeah. by putting it in late. And it was nice and, and pale? It wasn't even a pale. Oh, yeah? It was like a blonde. Oh, right. I mean, it was the lightest, clearest thing, and, and it was amazing. Okay. And uh, Well, good trick. Late addition on the, on the extract. On the liquid. Okay. All right, one more bit of feedback, uh, and then we've got to get to a break. Um, it's a question. I think the guy's drunk. I'll read it as he said it. That's the regular Zark. That's about it. Rabble. Uh, he did his, basically the, the um, subject line of the email was that he did his starter at 100 degrees. Oh. So he says, was this bad? I don't. It was at that temp for about one hour. I used the dry English ale yeast in a pale ale. Thanks, Lunch Meat for Life. I mean, Brewing Network for wait, Life. Wait a minute. He made a starter with, with dry With dry? Yeast? That's kind of weird. With dry English ale yeast. You can. You can, yeah. Is but, it weird because there's already plenty of cells? Is that why? Yeah, normally good? people, you don't have to. I mean, I suppose you could um, and get some ac- cell activity, but normally people dehydrate the dry yeast and, and go from there. Okay. Yeah. But at 100 degrees, he probably killed yeah, a, 80, a, 80, a good portion 80, of them, if not all of them. It's 85 and above, right? Yeah. 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 That they die? Yeah. 85 yeah. and above, I see. Okay. So, that yes, that was bad. That was from Loveless Brew, and it was sent, it says, sent from my jitterbug. That's how he sent the email. <laughs> what the fuck is a jitterbug? It's hilarious. You know what the jitterbug is? So, is that Fahrenheit or Celsius? Is he like an Australian? or uh, What's the deal here? Celsius, imagine that. Wherever jitterbug land is. What is it? A jitterbug is that big... Uh, telephone, uh, cell phone for old people. It has enormous buttons on it. <laughs> but, it's a, but it's a cell phone. There's a commercial for it. Why Look is it, it called up. Jitterbug? Well, he said he was drunk. So people maybe that have had a stroke are supposed to use it. Like, why jitter? Yeah. Jitter? Jitterbug. I don't, I don't know. It's called the Jitterbug. You can. Jitterbug. There's an infomercial, and I think they play that song. Jitterbug. And it's a. Heart, it's like a fairly normal sized cell phone, but it's all buttons. <laughs> like the buttons are just enormous. Jitterbug. Wow. <laughs> if your hand is shaking real bad, yeah. this is the phone for you. <laughs> if you're into wind. That's Roberto's phone. I was just gonna say Roberto's telling me he has a jitterbug. Is it? Well, he's old. Do you have the jitterbug? If he doesn't have one, he should get one soon. <laughs> you need it, yeah. <laughs> great. Sent from my jitterbug. <laughs> Maybe because they're all shaking when they use it because they're like eighty five years old. Easier to type that way. All right. Let's do this. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Scott Mansfield. Uh, he is the author of Strong Waters, which is a, I, I was thumbing through it. It's really a, like a great basic guide to a lot of different uh, alcoholic beverages, including uh, beer, wine, and cider. So we're going to talk about ginger beer with Scott when we come back. Good. And you brought us some too, right? I did. Perfect. Because nice. I don't know that I've ever had a ginger beer. I've never had it. Uh, so, so I'm, bunch of virgins here. I'm really so sad. That really shocks me. <laughs> yeah. how, how is it possible that you've never come across one? I don't know. I've never been offered one. I've, yeah, I've, I've never, never been offered one. It's not. I wouldn't say super. You know, popular. I think. Is there? I don't is know. A category? I, don't, I don't know. Is there a category for ginger beer in the think in the judging? Herb ice fruit. Herb, herb, herb spice beer. Spice yeah, beer. herb spice beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I've just never ran across it. Okay. Well, we'll find out all yeah. about it when we come back from the break with Scott Mansfield. Uh, you can go to justin.tv slash brewing network and watch the live studio cam if you haven't already. I think I'm supposed to fix some sort of audio problem. Audio issues. Yeah, JTV's blowing uh, goats over here. All right, I'll see what I can do with that. Uh, otherwise, hang in there. It's a session. We'll be right back.
listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Welcome to the Metal Shop. This month, More Beer welcomes you to the place the magic happens. The More Beer Metal Shop. It's the place where unique products you can only get at More Beer are made. Go to morebeer.com and watch their new video about More Beer's metal fabrication shop and see how their custom brew sculptures, conicals, wart chillers, grain mills, and other proprietary items are made. Welcome to the Metal Shop. And all month, you can save on a selection of innovative More Beer equipment. Only this month. And only at morebeer.com. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the the next meeting. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. This is www.thebrewingnetwork.com Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. 
Network, saving your life one beer at a time. All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking through that. That song you just heard at the break was uh, from Schumann's old band, Cold Hot Crash. Remember those guys? No. Yes. Oh, yeah. Before Shu broke up the band. <laughs> that dick. What yeah. a rock star he is. Huh? Yeah. He's like his own Yoko. He doesn't even need another person. He just does it himself. Well, he has multiple personalities. Yeah. Uh, all right, so that was Cold Hot Crash at the break. Okay, with us now, though, we've got Scott Mansfield who's going to talk to us uh, about ginger beer. And you've poured us all a ginger beer. Um, yes. I assume this is one that you made? Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, first of all, tell me what, what a ginger beer is. Uh, it's just a regular malt beer, but it, there's no hops in it. It's uh, just got, this has probably got about four ounces a gallon of ginger. I see. So, ginger, uh, in effect, becomes the bittering uh, component to exactly, the beer instead yeah. of hops. Yeah. And, and why ginger? Did somebody just discover that it has the same bittering components or because people like ginger? It used to be really popular, especially in the 19th century. And um, I like old recipes, so I started playing with this one a while back. And um, I really like it, and a lot of people do. So, I mean, if you're, it's, if you think, uh, you know, IPAs, you're going to be disappointed. But if you just, you know, take it for what it is, it's, yeah. it's tasty stuff. I like it, and I don't think I like ginger. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, I uh, actually can't stand ginger. Okay. Uh, but I'm smelling this aroma, and it's 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 more floral than I've ever really yeah, smelled before. The, the yeah. aromatics are really impressive. Yeah, it, 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 it's actually pleasing to me. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting that, you know, Scott was mentioning IPA, because I think this actually has some big aromatic qualities, almost like Definitely. an IPA yeah, would, you know? Did, yeah, really. So it's kind of cool, even though there's no hops in the beer, wow. of course. Yeah. It's also. Have you tasted it yet? No, I'm just. I'm. I'm kind of just trying to figure out the aroma because I'm now. I'm starting to get a little malt in the background. I think, or it's. It's definitely becoming a little sweeter. But it. It. it the floral just keeps coming. That's. It smells awesome. It has some spicy heat to it. Also, is yes. there other uh, ingredients in the beer? There's that? a little bit of jalapeno in this one. Okay. Hmm. I see. I like that, wow. and I've been liking it a lot lately. When oh. I first started homebrewing, I went to the National Homebrewers Conference in Florida. And somebody gave me a like a jalapeno beer, and I thought it was shit. I thought, what a stupid idea, and my palate just wasn't into it. Too much jalapeno? Uh. No, I, I didn't. It was probably it could have been done perfectly. I don't know, but I just I didn't like the the two components together, heat and beer. I just didn't like it. But in the last year or so, I, I've really started to like it. I've had several different ones with that component, and I, and I enjoy it, and I like it in yeah, this one too. This has got a very little bit in it, and and part of the reason why is because I was uh, I live in San Francisco, and I was going to SF Brewcraft, and I was talking with uh, Grizz in there, and of course he always grills you on what you're making. Yeah, I told him I was making a ginger beer, and he said, "Well, the best ginger beer I ever had was made by this Haitian woman, and she used to bury the ginger root in her yard for two weeks before she brewed with it," and I was. Why? You know? <laughs> Voodoo. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Give me a lock of your out. hair. And my yeah. husband wanted to hang out with a ginger for a couple weeks before. <laughs> so, anyway, so anyway, I was, he didn't know why. And I left there, and I was trying to figure out why. And I know, you know, garden a bit. And I thought, you know how you leave uh, radishes in the ground too long to get more peppery? Yeah. And hmm. So that well, maybe it's just peppery. So I was making ginger beer anyway, and I tried adding just a little bit of jalapeno to it, and it gave it, an, I thought it was a nice dimension to add to it. It is. Oh, I like it. It's really in the background, but it gives you a little bit later, you know, afterwards. You know. Yeah. The heat, it, 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 it doesn't coat your mouth, but it does hit uh, kind of the four corners of your mouth. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't go really beyond, like, in your soft palate or down your throat, like a lot of jalapeno beers can. And 
Oh, and and it what kind of I, changes my, my opinion about of what ginger you beer? Yeah. Well, and what wow. I like about spice now in beer that that I just maybe didn't know about before is I like how it cuts through your palate. It kind of cleans it out to me. So every drink, yeah. it, it, the heat sticks around, clears off my palate, and then I get it's like taste. You know, I don't get palate fatigue because right. of it. Yeah, that's kind of what I like. Yeah, it'd be a good beer to hit in the middle of a, a flight, kind of like a goose. You know, gets yeah. you ready for that next beer. That's totally different than the previous one, perhaps. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's worth having. I mean, I love hops, but it's worth having uh, you know a little variety in your diet now and then. Sure. So, how did you get into ginger beer in general? Was it because of, of an old recipe and you like that? Uh, yeah, I was just uh, I was making a lot of strange beers. I like history, and uh, this was one that was wildly popular. And I know, you know. Uh, a lot of people had really great times before we've had them, and they enjoyed. <laughs> right, they were yeah. great. They were great drinkers, and they had hopped beer. They had all kinds of beers, but they made space in their drinking life for ginger beer. So I said, "Well, you know, let me try that." Sure. And some of the ones I've had didn't have a lot of ginger in it when I drank it, so uh, so I, I tried making it. Plus, ginger is just a great herb anyway. It's, okay. Uh, it makes your heart beat uh, stronger and more slowly. So if you've got migraines, it helps to clear that stuff oh, up. Good. It takes heat Chad's here. patting Tasty on the back as he's talking about <laughs> heart. Uh, my heart's hardly beating now. I better, I better stop drinking this. <laughs> it, clears, it clears cholesterol out of your bloodstream, which, oh, well, given the more. way we eat, you know. Okay, uh, great. So it's, it's a bacon it's, up. It's great. Yeah, exactly. Put bacon Straight in, with bacon. Get bacon, bacon in there and you're neutral. <laughs> it's a bacon-neutral beer. <laughs> it's also a great... Um, uh, it'll cool you off if you're if you're mm-hmm. hot, and it warms you up if you're cold. It's, it uh, sends mm-hmm. blood to your extremities. Yeah. It's like a snuggie almost. It's blood like to my extremity. Yeah. That's what it's I need. Drinkable snuggie. <laughs> it's also because it sends blood to your extremities. There's some people that you know Say like it. it to go to certain extremities when they're having. Yeah, uh, that, that, yeah we know that extremity for sure. It like, gives like you what? boners. Yeah, it gives you that's boners. Big ginger beer <laughs> boners for life. That's yeah, right. to stiffies. Here. That's actually the name of Scott's next book, Ginger Beer. It gives you boners. That'll sell some. How to grow? How to grow? things to make your boner grow <laughs> yeah. strong boners so scott when i think of ginger i always think of sushi right because they have the big thing of wasabi and then next yeah. to it always is the ginger and i never eat the ginger with the sushi because it's so dominant and i never can pick up the other flavors um but for something like a ginger beer where you want it to be a dominant flavor i guess what i'm asking is do you eat ginger with your sushi yes <laughs> so you All just right. sort of like it with everything i guess what i'm asking because is, have you had your house don't. painted well, <laughs> no, but what i mean is a lot of people don't like ginger in other applications but they might like it in the form of a beer yeah I, which isn't really, really a question at all but when you I, would, have, I would i would av- i would advocate instead of having the little slivers of pickled ginger with asian food just have a ginger beer there you go so when you same, same yeah. effect and it really uh, clears your palate i actually think it'd be a yeah. great pairing so when you apply it to beer Yeah, it's a good application. It's a good application. Now, Scott, what about uh, like uh, sometimes we we do a lot of talking on on our network here about cooking with beer, and we know that like hoppy beers are sort of a problem in that area. Right? Uh, How does ginger beer fit into that cooking uh, thing? You know, I haven't I haven't tried that yet. I think it would be pretty good. A little bit of you know ginger beer in there, and then throw in some other. Like uh, Oriental sort of ingredients in there, you can make some something really good on like, yep. rice. Or, I think you're right. Yeah, because like fish sauce. If yeah. it if it clears yeah. once the alcohol clears off, the ginger yeah. just gets stronger. I think yeah. if you were sautéing yeah. vegetables or something in places where you might add ginger normally, it could taste really good. Yeah. Get yeah. Paxton yeah. on the phone right now. Yeah. Well, one one other thing I wanted to bring up about about this beer is it's made with ginger beer plant, which uh, un- has a very unfortunate misnomer because it's not ginger and it's not a plant. Oh, <laughs> good. So, yeah, well, of course so in the in the in the 19th century, some guy in like the 1870s uh, found this stuff, and it's a it's a uh, uh, 
it's a symbiotic relationship between yeast and a lactobacillus. Okay. So it's got a sour aspect to it. And uh, since ginger beer was popular, and this sort of added another dimension to it of sourness, it, it got that's why it got named that way. But there, and it's not being used commercially. It used to be sort of like a sourdough starter where people would pass it around when they made oh. their own stuff. But we sort of we haven't done it that way much anymore. And there's only a, one sure place I know of that's a lab in London where you can buy this stuff. They ship it to your house, but you don't have to use it to make ginger beer. So somebody out there, and we had a sour beer here tonight, which was really nice. But if you're interested in in experimenting with something which nobody's really done and nobody's done anything with it commercially, you can um, actually the the book website has the link to the the place the lab in London that sells it to you, and for twenty bucks they'll send you enough to you know propagate or whatever. What's the book website? The book website is strongwaters.net. Okay, go check and, it out. And uh, if you go out there, there's you can look up um, uh, JBP on the internet, ginger beer plant. But it's a little dicey on the net. There's some people who just sell you yeast. And anyway, okay. there's a lab in London that's got it. It's really fun to play with because, like I said, it's got uh, it's got lacto in it. And um, so, is this beer uh, uh, primary fermentation with this yeast, or you? Yes. So it's only fermented with this strain that you're talking about. Well, I've been playing with this for about a year now, and I still don't quite understand it because sometimes with a with a bacteria. Uh, it just keeps bubbling, and you're not really sure when it's going to stop. Okay. So what I'll do sometimes if I'm in a hurry um, is I'll just I use ginger beer plant for a while, and then I'll I'll pull it out. I keep it. It's um, it looks like rice grains or something, right? Huh. So I just put it in a bag and drop it in there. And when I'm done fermenting with it, like I leave it in there for a, a week or two, and then pull it out. And then if it's still the gravity's still not right, I'll drop some other yeast in there and finish huh. it off. Just so okay. It dries, just so it dries out. And is that normal? Does it have trouble attenuating predictably from batch to batch? Or? It, it could be just operator error on my part, yeah. but um, you know, I just, nah, I we'll just, blame the yeast or blame the <laughs> right. The, That's the, what uh, we critter, do. Yeah. I'm just impatient. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it's it's a it's a wide open field. There was a there's a, a Yahoo group uh, for ginger beer plant, and uh, when I started, there was a, when I first went out there a couple of years ago, there was maybe 25 people on the planet that were in this thing, and three of them were in San Francisco. So uh, and everybody had the same questions, you know. Where do I get this stuff, and um, you know, how do I propagate it? Because it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't work like yeast, where you could just you know scrape the bottom of it out and give it to somebody else. I see. I've been working with this stuff for a year now. It's the same size as it was when I started. I don't know. I don't know how they do that. <laughs> That's really strange. Wow. Okay, now okay, now the, the this plant. It's not a plant. Uh, is it the yeast <laughs> itself that gives off the ginger flavor, or is there's no ginger flavor in it? It's a complete misnomer. You could use the same stuff to brew anything. Right. Really. So you're adding, obviously, adding ginger to this, and you're not getting the ginger flavor from the ginger plant, quote unquote. That's right. Right. Oh, I see. It's the yeah. yeast. It's just. It's a complete. Just ignore. Just call it. You know, like Some, KFC or something. I mean, it's just it's got nothing yeah. to do with ginger. And just it's not another, a another yeast. Call it a question from our producer, Moscow. Yeah. It has nothing to do with anything that's happening <laughs> right. in the Except beer for itself. it had the word ginger in there yeah. like six exactly. times. Well, they were right. trying, it was like a brand. It was an early branding, 19th century branding, probably. Well, what is your favorite World War II bomber airplane? <laughs> I just, um, I kind of made. 29 Super Fortress. I kind of made a little blend of the sour beer and the ginger beer. Yeah. Beautiful. Look at you taking uh, yeah. artistic license over there. I'm creative guy. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. Mm-mm. And yeah. you're saying it's good? Yeah. I'm, I, yes. 
I think we slipped some Xanax in there. That's why you like it so much. <laughs> He's replaced his ginger beer with Xanax. Let's find out. This is the best beer I've ever had. <laughs> I like my life. I'll fly anywhere. <laughs> People are nice. Uh, well, actually, I mean, ginger also uh, helps with nausea. So Might help with anxiety. Sick, if you're sick getting on a plane, that'd be... Usually I, I get sick at Scott's uh, commentary, but uh, actually I really enjoy it. So you're right. I remember reading okay. that once. It helps with uh, calm your stomach or soothe your stomach. It's, yeah, it's so. as effective as Dramamine. Right. So, uh, wow. You know, it's it's got good stuff. More reasons to drink beer is what I'm liking about this so far. <laughs> That's right. That's what I need. That's right. So, how do you use it, the the ginger as a um, as a bittering agent? Uh, it's a it's a late add is probably the best thing. If you're going to put it in there at all, it's like chopped or grated, and about uh, like five minutes before, just steep it in there at the end. And I usually leave it in for the fermentation. And and what form? You say chop or grated? So is it a fresh ginger root? Oh yeah, peel you... peel the root and. Uh, and just I put it in a bag so I can get it out easy and okay. just leave it in the, fer- the fermentation. But one of the things I think that's, like I said, I'm still messing with this, but one of the things that's been really interesting is I, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Almanac Brewing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesse oh, yeah. and Jamie, okay. Jesse. Well, mm-hmm. well, Jesse's also, of course, got natural sodas, one of which is a, uh, is a ginger soda. Mm-hmm. So I was at a, a food event uh, with him recently, and I brought in some ginger beer, and uh, I, lo- I love his sodas. And so I asked him, I said, you know, how much ginger are you putting in your sodas? And I said, I'm putting about three to four ounces a gallon of grated ginger in my beer. And he said, I'm putting a pound in per gallon in the soda. A pound per gallon. Wow. Wow. And his soda is great. Really? Yeah. It doesn't just taste like you're chewing on a ginger root. (laughs) Maybe because it's so sweet? I don't know. It's not even that sweet, but he doesn't, and he juices it. Like I'm chopping this stuff, so he's mm. juicing it. I more experience. Yeah, so there's a there's I'm you know I've got some other things I want to try obviously with this now like loaded up more, but I was going you know like four ounces a gallon and it was just it was too much for me and I love ginger. Okay. So I don't really know what he's doing yet, but I want to try juicing it and. Have you tried dry hopping with it or adding it after? That's fermentation? that's about what I'm thinking now. Right. Is don't even put it, don't even heat it up. Just You're right. Like make the beer, add it late. And see what happens. Maybe just you might just get that fresh uh, yeah. aroma out of it. Yeah, right? his, his sodas are just fantastic. Okay, that's really good, and it's surprisingly a a balanced beer. I say surprisingly yes. because you're telling me that there are no hop additions. There's just this late edition ginger, but it the the sweet to bitter is really balanced. Yeah. Well, I have been doing this a while. So. What's the okay. what's the uh, <laughs> what's the alcohol on this? It's, approximately, it's like. Four and a half to so five. So session beer range. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't make big beers because I like to drink. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, jalapeno, oh, the jalapeno gives you sort of an alcohol uh, sort of effect. It mm-hmm. gives you a head. Like rush you feel the, the heat, end. but it's not that kind of heat. Yeah, yeah. It gives you a head rush at yeah. the end. Definitely. It does kind of give you a head rush. I feel a bit high right now. <laughs> that might be the jalapeno and the, the combination together, or it could have been the joint. I don't know. <laughs> Ginger high. <laughs> no, that all that shit to together. Who knows? <laughs> right. Uh, and there is Xanax in there. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, this is really, we're getting to the root of why we invited Scott Mansfield to the show. It's, uh, it, he's he's in undercover trying to fix JP is what's happening. <laughs> you missed so that one, JP. You're supposed to say getting to the root. Uh, Tell me about uh, your feelings. Uh, right. Oh, I didn't miss it. Um, wow, it just, it really works. So how much did you say you added to this beer? In three, it, w- three to four ounces, something like that. In a five-gallon batch are you doing? I'm making about three gallons at a whack just because I like to mess around with it. Okay, so, so yeah. that's a pretty small amount. Yeah, um, well, I'm doing ex- I'm doing mostly extract beers. Okay, and um, p- part of it is I'm teaching classes, and my classes are really just just to get foodies over the hump of 
how you know it's not that hard to make beer and here's you know you can get a batch going in 20 minutes mm-hmm. okay and same with wine and you know infusions and stuff so it's just is that uh, so your classes aren't specifically about ginger beer they're about home brewing or no it's really uh um the beer class i do is ginger beer and um gruet but mostly we it's like a hands-on class and so they they uh start a batch of ginger beer and we uh, bottle a batch, and then they drink a batch. Okay. So, and then we also at the end we talk. I talk about uh, gruits also, and they leave with a bag of herbs to make huh. to make a gruit. Nice, yeah. cool. Now, have you found other beer styles? What, what? So this is just kind of a pale ale recipe. It seems like in the malt bill. Um, do you, are there other beer styles that work with ginger? Probably. I mean, I've done it with uh, with darker malts. Okay. Yeah, it's, it seems like it'd be interesting. Darker malts, in particular, the roastiness you'd have from that and ginger. Yeah, it, could it be does cool. add another dimension to it. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. This is really a lot more about the ginger than the malt. Got it. Then I would think like a like a a uh, bacterial fermentation, like some uh, Brett would be good in a beer like this, like a, a late Brett edition. You know, your sourness would be really good. I think. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Even um, and I wonder about this one because the, the flavors can clash so much, mm-hmm. but with a Belgian yeast strain. And yeah, I wonder good. if it would fit in or if it would do that thing that Belgian yeast strains do with hops that I don't like, where if right. it's a, a Belgian IPA, take it away from me. Well, I almost thought this was a Belgian yeast strain when we first opened the bottle and took some aroma. It almost smelled like it had Belgian yeast esters, but now that it's sat in the glass, yeah. it seems completely different. You're getting you know? a, a spiciness probably. Yeah, you. exactly. So it made me think, just like you're saying, Justin, that might be an interesting way to play that up even more or yeah. could yeah. clash completely. Like. Sure. Do we have any more? Yeah, I, I actually brought another another bottle. I like to bottle in uh, Canada Dry ginger ale bottles. Oh yeah, <laughs> tradition. <huh? laughs> well, it's such a it's such a weird thing. I don't know if you have ever seen their commercials, but that you know, like the the bottle rolls off the soda shelf and goes and jumps in the in the produce stand. And the I, fact that you yeah. have one one, it's not ale. It's soda pop, and two, the fact that you'd have to advertise there's ginger in it is so puss. Right. You know I mean, that's true. Yeah. Now the one that you have is it the same uh, the same beer or, it's a, or a different one? You know I'm not really sure. Okay. I wasn't I wasn't actually sure this was ginger beer. It's it's an unlabeled bottle, and so <laughs> got it. There's only one way to find out. It's actually Perfect. it's actually breast milk. Yeah, uh, but we'll find out. <laughs> oh God! And Moscow, grab the commercial example too, uh, if you don't mind, because I'd like to, I just want now that I've tried it, I want to try different ones and see what they're like. I'm going to bring it in here, but I I realized on the way here as I was reading the label that it's not alcoholic. It's not. It says it's ginger beer, and there was ginger soda, and there was ginger whatever, and it, this was the ginger beer, Fail. but it's still not alcoholic. Fail. Fail indeed. But I'm going to bring it in anyways. All right, yeah. Let's try it. We'll try the... It's ginger ale, then, is what it is. No, because there was a ginger ale next to it. This was ginger beer. Huh. I swear. I, I looked closely. But it's I false closely advertising. Enough. It's ginger beer plants. Go get the bottle of ginger beer plant, if you will. I, I, I'm reading a little bit about that in, uh, in Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah about what it's a ginger beer plant. Okay, um, a composite organism consisting of a fungus, the yeast Saccharomyces florentinus, and lactobacillus, wow. which form a symbiotic colony of bacteria and yeast, or a SCOBY, forms a gelatinous substance that uh, allows it to be easily transferred from one fermenting substrate to the next, much like kefir grains, kombucha, which I have, and tobaccos. Okay, whatever the hell that is. I only know what kombucha is, and I kind of like that stuff. It's not bad. Yeah, that stuff can be kind of goose-like on a good let see, batch. Let me see. A I'm, at, I'm kind of working on in my head uh, um, how to do a, a, a blend. Oh a, yeah, that a would, beer with uh, kombucha cool. mother. No one throw some sauerkraut idea. in there. 
<laughs> extra, extra the, what Moscow is giving us is extra ginger brew. Oh, that's reeds. Yeah, that stuff's pretty. All natural ginger nice, beer. Um, and then, of course, it says in the label on the top, non-alcoholic. Yeah, thanks. Moscow. <laughs> but it says ginger well yeah i don't know ginger beer is, you idiot it seems like a weird it seems like a weird thing there's like no like pure definition you know it, it, because it's made with a ginger beer plant people call it ginger beer i don't know it says uh original recipe for ginger beer only requires ginger sugar water lemon juice and the um jbp or gbp but yeah. that sounds according to scott that sounds like false information um, yeah, much of the ginger beer plant obtainable from commercial sources is not the true G- GBP as described here, but is instead is yeast alone. This is not legally false advertising because there's no regulation defining GBP. Now, this is all from Wikipedia, so take it with a grain of... All right, all right, that's enough price. about GBP. No, I don't understand. So the history of it... You can go to strongwaters.net <laughs> and, and look up the link to where to find it. They'll ship it to you from London. And um, yeah, do that. Get get it. You know, don't don't go on Craigslist or something like that and get some garbage. <laughs> right. So I have a, a question for you, Scott. That when you use uh, ginger, there are different different types of ginger that I've seen in the in the store. There's young ginger, which has kind of a, a pinkish tone to it, and then more the more common one you see, which looks a little bit more woody or has like a, a, right. a, a more of a, a tougher outside. Is there? Have you tried using different types? There's probably even more than that. I don't know if there's a difference between. What those does this under. have to do with sushi? i haven't tried the young ginger yet because i'm really after sort of the peppery aspects of it right but there uh i bring you bring up a great point i um i've got a market by my house where ginger goes for 7.99 a pound wow and i go to uh on Clement Street in San Francisco or Chinatown, and it's ninety nine cents a pound, so, and it's better and it's better looking. Yeah, right. They, know, they so. sell a lot of it, so it's not just sitting there. Probably. Exactly yeah. right. Exactly right. So don't buy that wrinkled up crap. You see, if, if you see it, don't even bother with it. I oh, think I got. Right. I think okay. towards the bottom of the bottle, there's more ginger. Yeah, it's a little more intense. I think it, it's just that that jalapeno and stuff adding up. You know how it kind of intensifies just when you uh, eat I, spicy foods. I really like it. Yeah, and I hate ginger. Hate it. Now, Nate, you're a vegetaripus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, is ginger something that you use I a lot ginger. in food? You do. Yeah, I, I use it not yeah. a lot, but but do enjoy the flavor a lot. And I think it adds a lot to vegetarian type of cooking. You okay. know what I mean? Hence his one love bond his one SRM skin. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Right. It also <laughs> adds to slight, paleness. Slight yeah. gray tone to it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes when he's backlit from the sun, you can see his organs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've had I'm, a sandwich today. <laughs> yeah. I'm barely alive over here. <laughs> <I'm> barely alive. <laughs> really? Are. It was that sl- it was that little bit of uh, chicken stock I had like two months ago. It's <laughs> keeping me alive over here. <laughs> so oh, uh, you did man. bring a second ginger beer. It turns out I did, and I it tastes like a similar batch. But, yeah, uh, I think it tastes similar to me too. This one's a little bit earthier. Yeah, it's got a Canada Dry bottle. It's got even more of that aroma to it. More. More aggressive ginger. It's kind of neat. Oh, that's yeah. true. And you know what? It's a sweeter ginger flavor. Much or, sweeter. Whereas the other one was more of the, the the hot jalapeno flavor. Mike Riddle, have you tried this stuff? Are you trying it over there, too? You, you've got it, too. All go. right. That a boy. <laughs> got Mike Riddle in the studio. He's going to talk to us about uh, his event coming up in Napa uh, next month, too. I hope he's in a dirndl. Mm-hmm. Mike Riddle, the star of BYOB TV. Oh, yeah. 
Definitely the uh, yeah, stuntman. Yeah, I like. <laughs> I got to be honest with you, uh, Scott. I, I didn't think I was going to like the ginger beer coming oh, in here. I was sure, I was dude. happy to do the topic because I know that people are interested in it. But I thought I would taste it and not enjoy it and do this interview. And it turns out he hates it. I love it. But he's lying, oh. basically. Is I really like it. I know Doc's done a couple of these. Wish he was here to weigh, oh, he weigh in on this. Yeah, ah, he, he had trouble dialing it in. He had too much ginger the f- couple times he'd done it. He said, but and let it age to kind of let some of that mellow out. Was was one thing that he had done to bring that back into balance with the beer. Yeah, but I'm not sure. Jay, much why did, why did you think you weren't going to like it? Oh, because I don't like ginger. I've had okay. ginger food, and I just Nothing. I don't I don't like uh, ginger. Yeah, it to me it's a and, and maybe I don't like it because it's it, it's always so intense. Well, it's intense in this too, so I'm wondering why you like it. I don't, don't like because uh, because it plays with other flavors. I don't. I wouldn't describe it as intense. Um, no, I, agree. I wouldn't describe it as subtle, but it's not overpowering and intense, and it's not the only flavor. That's why I really, you know, commented on the balance of the beer because uh, I'm surprised at how much bittering it adds, and and yeah. it, there's a lot of other flavors in there. Yeah, it's not at all multi sweet. It's just you know balanced out. Really yeah. nice. it's definitely not like any beer that I've had, and I like that. That's a good experience, <laughs> right? To try something new, you know. Well, like I said, I mean, you got to have a balanced diet. Yeah. So, uh, you know. And now I do. There now you go. Know. Balanced beer diet. <laughs> yeah, balanced. I like it. I yeah. kind of like it. Yeah. Last night's balanced beer diet was Seven Temptations, um, a Blind Pig. An anal. A, um, um, <laughs> you had to have consecration, didn't you? Uh, they were out of it. Uh, out of it? Well, I got the bottle Bottles. to bring home. Oh. Um, uh, Russian River IPA. Oh. Um, and, oh, a Happy Hops. Oh, yeah. And they have a new beer up there, Russian River, called uh, It Takes a Lot of Great Beer to Make Great Wine. Yeah. And it's a session beer. Right. And um, I liked it, but it's very... Actually, it's a little thin, like my beer out there, like my Ace Hole Pale. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it, I mean, it's a 4.7% beer, and it's just... It's just kind of there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know yeah. how to describe it other than it's just there. Yeah. yeah. You're supposed to drink like 10 of them while you're picking grapes or something. You know, right. Maybe. I think that's the idea. Yeah, yeah. If I was out working in the field, I think I'd be great. But usually I'm just sitting there trying to get a good buzz going. So right. Sounds good. <laughs> well, I drank a bunch of them at Burning Man. And uh, I didn't get high until I did drugs. So it didn't really <laughs> well, work. That, there's a benchmark right there. Yeah. A, yeah. Well, you yeah. don't want to be drinking when you're picking grapes, dude. Those, those little... Curved knives that they use. Oh yeah, they'll take your finger off. The beer doesn't work at Burning Man either. You got to go stronger. Yeah. It's true. There's nothing happens. <laughs> no, yeah, mostly because it's competing with a lot of other things. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, Bad coffee from the chat said that his ginger beer is very sharp after uh, for about three weeks in the keg, and then after that it mellows out. It's nice and smooth. Is that your experience, Scott? Uh, no, I haven't had that experience, but uh, it's it's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Why do you think that would that would happen? I don't know, actually. Maybe it's too, maybe he's put too much in in the beginning. Well, why would it why would it mellow out if it's in a sealed? Well, keg. If, like well, for instance, if I, one thing I, like, a lot of things get caught up in the yeast. So when the beer clears, mm. right, it'll, the flavor will drop yeah. as well. I think that's you know hops are the same. Hops way. do that too. Yeah. So yeah. You, that may be what he's experiencing. Yeah. Or like yeah, like hops of volatile oils are there, and maybe those volatilize off over time just from heat and slight oxygen exposure. Even if it's in a sealed container, that right. could be a factor too. Right. All right, well, let me get us to a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk a little more about this. If you've got any questions for Scott, 888-401-BEER or join Moscow in the chat room there. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about mead, too, because uh, uh, Scott knows a lot about mead and other fermented beverages that we can find in his book here. So hang in there with us. We'll take a quick break. And when we come back, more from Scott Mansfield, writer of Strong Waters. Hang in there.
listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious meals at your favorite restaurant and at home. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events recipes, great feature stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmasters Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmasters database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmasters Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BNARMY in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to river Side dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the beer of the month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army member special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their Today, extensive calendar Julia of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. 
You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah, uh, mother... F- White Labs. It's all in the vial. What's funny is, Bruce would say, yeah, I don't brew to style. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. Sports beer. Sports beer. <laughs> you know? The home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. The Brewcasters. The Brewcasters. On the Brewing Network. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking around with us. We're still talking to Scott Mansfield. He's the author of Strong Waters. You can go to strongwaters.net and check it out. And it's a simple guide to making beer, wine, cider, and other spirited beverages at home. We were talking about ginger beer uh, before the break. I'm still enjoying it at the break. And uh, we also wanted to talk about Gruet. And Gruet is something that I'm, I'm just... I'm really unfamiliar with when it comes to Gruet. I, I sort of know what it is. I've been given Gruet before. And I've not really enjoyed what I've been given. Uh, can you tell me what a gruit is? It's using herbs other than hops for beer. Okay. And, um, and it's it's been my experience also that uh, a lot of gruited ales aren't very good, and uh, or they take one herb and they just try to pack it in there, or they treat it like hops. It's um it's hard to get it's hard to get a good one, uh, but it's really fun to play with. Okay. And it's just sort of a gateway uh, drug way for people to get into it is to uh, just do something with light hops, and then try some other try some other herbs in there. I see. Don't go hundred percent herbs. Yeah, and and one of the great things about Gruits outside there, it gives you another flavor aspect. Is that uh, hops and God knows I love hops. They're a sopaphoric. They they put you to sleep. Okay. So, and if you doubt that, just look up hops as, like, hop pillows online for herbs, and you'll see that it, it's a sleep aid. Okay. So, there's other herbs, though, that have other effects, and um, they're very um, psychoactive. Or not, All right. It's, it's not like smoking bud, but they're okay. psychoactive for herbal uh, ingestion, and um, they were used for hundreds of years to great effect. Yarrow is just a fantastic herb to put in beer in small amounts, but it used to be used... Uh, especially for uh, weddings. I was just at a wedding today, and um, there's some talk about that bridal is was actually bride ale, which was a yarrow-infused beer, and it helped people to dance more. Oh, right. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> got them high. Yeah. Got them high, got them a little yeah. crazy. Right. So, um, so does white wine in the States. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you can also use uh, uh, St. John's wort, which is a, a really great herb. It's very uh, benevolent, and uh, you mix that with yarrow. You get a nice. Uh, it's a very nice effect. Okay. Um, so th- there's just a there's a whole raft. There's like hundreds of years worth of, of uh, experience with these herbs that people have had, and e- even more than that, uh, yarrow was found in a the grave of a of a like a cro a cro magnum man. So mm. we it's like even before we were people people we were we getting knew, high we were getting high and right. we, uh, with herbs so I, I thought schumann's dad was uh, cremated <laughs> he was yes so anyway there's there's some options there that i think people you know we hops have been done and done well and 
done all kinds of things, but I think there's some ginger's one option to play with, but I think there's some herbal options that um, people are starting to get into more. And so there's no specific uh, combination of herbs to, to to be called a gruet. It's just using herbs in instead of it's hops. Just using gruet. Uh, and and yeah, and it's it's a good point. The um, there was uh, a lot of debate for several hundred years about putting hops in beer. Hops was sort of a, in England, it, hops was referred to as that noxi- noxious German weed. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And um, they they were really fond of their gruits there. As far as, in, we were talking earlier about um, uh, meads, and uh, um, there's a couple categories of meads. One's a, a melomel, which is a honey, honey-based uh, honey wine, excuse me, a fruit-based honey wine, and a methaglen, which is herbal-based. And so a lot of the same things that were in beers, we're also in uh, honey. Okay. So. Uh, did you bring a gruet with you also? Uh, you know, I brought an unmarked bottle, which could have been a gruet. Okay. It turned out to be ginger beer. Oh, got it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, got it's it. It's a mystery bottle. So we had a 50-50 chance. Yeah, yeah we had a chance here. So what are some tips, then, in, in making a gruet? Because you've admitted uh, also that it is hard to find a good gruet. So clearly, uh, it's a difficult thing to do. Um, do you have any tips to get started? I think the difficult part is that we're... We've grown up with hops, and so that's our that's our taste palette. And that, for a lot of people, is why they don't like ginger beers, because they're thinking, they see a bottle, it looks like beer, they drink it, and it's ginger. So hops is even more so, because nobody knows what yarrow tastes like, right? So it's, a, it's, it's as an acquired a taste as hops was, or is. Um, so I would just tell somebody, start with something lightly hopped, and then add uh, your herb of choice to it. Okay. And and add it in in moderation, or just go for it, so that we get to taste that. Or? That's the problem with going for it is you end up brewing it once. I see. And you know you inflict it on your friends when they're drunk and won't go home, and it's just like, all right, I got this beer for you here. <laughs> right. You have to make like, the the gateway grew it first. Okay. <laughs> exactly. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you add the herbs in the boil like you would hops or late, late, late. but still in it, but late in it, like finish? Yeah. Okay. Flame out. Throw them in. Exactly. So we think, we think about beers like Belgian wit beer and how we add spices like that. And I think those are a holdover from when pe- gruits were a lot more popular. Exactly. So those techniques are still pretty well, and common think, and known. So you take and extend those, I think, and it would work And I too. think one of the things that we're seeing more of now is um, seasonal beers, right? You're seeing a summer beer and a harvest beer and a winter beer. And those are herbed beers. And most beers used to be... Um, seasonal beers because that's all they had right i mean hops was sort of a an industrial product that not everybody was buying into i mean it was just kind of a it was a weed and people liked it and it was great at what it did i mean you needed to keep the bacteria down so it would last a while but there were other there was a real argument really for several hundred years uh about whether or not to use hops in beer and a lot of people were like why do i want to put some shit in my beer that puts me to sleep right you know i want to I'm drinking a beer because I want to relax and hang with my friends and party. I mean, it's, it's a good point. I'm paraphrasing here, sure. but sure. And so there, there's a whole raft of other things you could add to beer that would were also um, antibacterial and would, but uh, you know, didn't have the same effect. And hops just uh, how, do you know how uh, uh, eventually hops won out? Uh, well, part of it was uh, they were really inexpensive. They kept well, um, and this is an argument. I'm gonna. I'm going to present it, but I'm, I don't know whether it's true or not. But part of it was that the the monks were doing the brewing at the time. The monks were connected with the Catholic Church, 
And so, like, the people's brew in Germany, right, sort of the, the separation mm-hmm. of, of getting away from the church, uh-huh. was that anybody could grow hops. You didn't need a special uh, recipe for it or anything, and I'm just going to make it myself and the hell with the church. Got it. So yeah. that's an argument. I, I like this. It sounds nice. I'm not sure how it <laughs> well, it's no. cool. It's cool. It's a do-it-yourself argument, though. I mean, yeah. yeah I think, they were homebrewing. Yeah. I, think yeah. that there, I think it was the church and maybe some other groups of merchants who controlled a lot of the blends right. and grew it, too. And so they didn't want people to use other stuff because they were able to collect quite a bit of money on some of these proprietary blends and nobody quite knew what was in them and those sort of things, too. So they, they had a vested interest in telling people not to use things other than the Gruet blends. I, I knew think there was well. a conspiracy right. in there somewhere. <laughs> well, here's the other part of the argument, though, was that uh, the Catholics at the time were really into partying and putting uh, henbane in beer, which, is, which was like wildly psychotropic. Okay. And, um, you know, they paint themselves blue and go to war after they were drinking <laughs> henbane. Wow. Blue so, hey, group. Where can like I get bun. that? <laughs> exactly. So so there's that whole argument. But then if you're trying to calm people down, it's like, well, we're going to put something in there which puts them to sleep, and et cetera. So there was that, there was that uh, whole kind of... Is that why I'm tired all the time? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, everyone thinks I'm just a pussy. I'm not. It's just all the hops. I can't take <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sort of hopped out myself. You like sleeping. Down. Let's sleep. Yeah, it's right. an argument, okay? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's a good story. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so late additions and start small. How about, can you give us an example of, of some combinations of herbs that you've had success with? Yes. Um, yarrow, St. John's wort, and mugwort, about one teaspoon per gallon. Okay. Of late, those three late together? Add, yes, yeah. late add. Okay. And you'll, um, you'll definitely get something which is not a hop reaction. Okay. So. And what's the base beer? Um, I'm I like light stuff these days. I like I like brown ales um, and light ales. Basically, I'm like yeah. So any kind of a light pale ale or brown ale or amber ale is fine. So what that. sort of starting gravity would uh, would be suitable for those one teaspoon? Uh, you know, I just, I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a big beer guy. So well, when just, you drink the beer, it's what do you think? It's about four and a half percent. Yeah, that's about, typical. Yeah, about four or five. Okay, so that's where I'm at. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. That that's what you want out of your yeah. beer. You mean yeah, yeah. 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 No. You see a few beers, Groot beers, may, being made commercially. It's not common, but uh, Brian Hunt from Moonlight Brewing is one guy locally who's done a few of these. Have you tried? So, like, Working for Tips was one. Uncle Fudd, probably three or four more others I'm forgetting. Have you, have you tried those? No, in, I haven't. You know? I've been to Magnolia. They have some there. Oh, cool. I didn't know they did that, too. And nice. you know what, Nate? Now that you say that, I stand corrected. I have had a good one because I liked Working for Tips. I like that. That, that was all Spruce beer. Tip, and maybe he, I think he uses some other stuff, maybe yarrow and a couple other things. He's a little bit elusive on some of his ingredients sometimes, right. so I don't Ecstasy. know. Ecstasy. Yeah. He, he doesn't really want Xanax. to talk about it. Yeah. Right. I just stare at the beer for four hours, and I think somehow part of my essence gets he would, transferred. He would say that to you with a serious face. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he would. Well, there's also, I mean, there's Wormwood uh, ales also, oh, which, yeah. of course, a lot of people are interested in from absence. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Jade is it's, in the background is saying that she's used too, wormwood and it's real bitter. Too much bitter. wormwood tastes like earwax. Yeah. So, oh, that's bad. Yeah. Oh. I've tasted earwax. What does oh, earwax yeah, yeah. taste like? <laughs> bad. It depends on your diet, but... Uh, <laughs> right, it does change. Basically, it's not a good beer editor. Right. Is earwax uh, vegan? Because I know beeswax isn't, right? So I wonder if... It's a good question. Thank you. Nate? Um, <laughs> only if you're skydiving, you get it from the guy that's holding you as you go down, then it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Nate, Nate, you're vegan or vegetarian? No, 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 no I'm not Veg- vegan. Okay. No, no. Not yet. That's too much work. Nate's just handsome. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. And then uh, you're a mead maker as well. I am. Okay. Yes. Um, what? So what got you into mead? Um, what is mead? 
it's a honey wine. Yeah, it's a honey wine. Uh, I think I just I ran into a couple I really liked that somebody else had made. Okay. And um, I realized what the potential was there because I'd had most of the meads I've had were really sweet, and um, I just was not interested in them at all. Sure. Yeah, I like a, a. I really do like mead if it's a dry mead. I've yeah. discovered yeah. that about myself, and I'm a dry mead totally fan. And yeah. one of, one of the things I found out relatively recently, actually, after I after I uh, had finished the book, was uh, the the guy that's winning all the gold medals had re- I read an article by him, and he said he lets his ferment for a year and a half. Okay, yeah. really lets so, it sit yeah. there, huh? So I'm Kurt I've got Stock. a I've got a batch now that I'm trying that with. And it's just when it just about gets done, it looks like it's done. You take a gravity on it; it's not done. Put a little more, uh, you sure. know, yeast food in there and let it go, and then um, just just keep letting it go until it won't mm. until it won't bubble anymore. Okay. Yeah. And what, then as soon as it's done, you'll drink it all in one sitting. <laughs> after that year and a half, I get a straw and just go to town. <laughs> okay. I've I've done a lot of stuff where uh, where you can just leave the 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 mead on the yeast for mm-hmm. that long also. And uh, some of them can get, depending on the yeast you use, some of them can get kind of like a bubblegummy, nutty kind of flavor. And it, it's great, you know. Because okay. as brewers making beer, we want to take it off the yeast as soon as possible. But, you know, the, the more you go through through that kind of thing with, with uh, mead, it's, uh, it's a whole different thing. Yeah. Well, it depends on what dynamic. you're going for. One of, one yeah. of the favorite things yeah. I make is it's called a Rotomel, and it's a, like a Roman Empire-era recipe. Now, these guys knew how to party, right? I mean, they had... They had wine. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah well, they, they took over from the Greeks. That's right. Ex- Vomitory. Exactly. They didn't. They weren't wearing condoms or anything. They know how to do it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. They knew what was going. On. So, so they they got a recipe, and it's basically uh, me, it's mead, it's a honey wine and roses. So you're basically drinking fermented flowers, and it's gorgeous yeah. stuff. It's red. It's dry, um, but it takes a long time to make. Okay. Yeah. It's good though. I just like it. Mike Riddle's in the studio. He's going to talk to us about his Napa event in a little while. Uh, have you ever made a, a, a mead? I've made Mike. a couple, but it's not my strong suit. Okay. Oh. It just seems so easy. I think it's going to be my strong suit. As soon as I'm uh, stopping lazy yeah. and actually make one, it I is think easy, I'm going to be a pro. Uh, more beer, they're looking at uh, getting a bunch of different uh, uh, honey Varietals, nice. Like from um, star thistle, for one, and just a bunch of kind of these random stuff that you don't see, just above and beyond orange blossom or wildflower blend, right? Uh, and those would be good with some wine yeasts. Okay, dialed right in. And that's really the key to mead, isn't it? The the variety of honey, isn't it? Like that's where most of the flavor is going to be imparted. If it's just straight up mead, yeah, show, they call it show mead or white mead. Yeah, it's just it's just the honey you use and the kind of yeast you use, yeah. the temperature. So okay, it's, it's a pretty straight up pure thing. But it gets, like I said, it gets mixed up pretty quickly when you when you put fruit in it, um, and also herbs. And uh, there's again, that's another great story, but. The um, our our word for medicine. Uh, there's some talk that it comes from mead of the glen, which was back then. If you it was just sort of a it was a tonic, so the, a way to preserve herbs and have it to be palatable was put it in booze. Yeah, and you'd put it in honey wine. It would store for a long time, and uh, was medicinal. Medicinal mm. alcohol. So. Got it. Huh. Sure, it was. Nice. All alcohol is medicinal. If you yeah, ask it me. is. Yeah, I always cool. feel better till the next day. Learn a lot of shit. Yeah. Well, then you just drink more. That's right. I feel real bad. I had too much of that tonic. Let me get a little more of that tonic, Eloise. <laughs> All right. Exactly. I don't care. 
All right. Well, thank you to Scott Mansfield, uh, author of Strong Waters. You can go to strongwaters.net, and I'm sure there's a list of where you can buy the book there and find out. Are your, is, uh, your classes information available there, too? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And those are done in San Francisco? Yeah, a couple places in San Francisco. Got it. Okay. So you can go find out about those, too. Do you teach uh, any anything about Gruet in the classes? Uh, uh, one of the classes I teach is a ginger beer class, and in the end, people leave with enough um, herbs to make uh, a Gruet at home. Okay. Very nice. All right, thanks. I appreciate you being here, Scott. And you're welcome to hang out. Uh, we just got to keep doing other stuff, too. Thanks. Um, Mike Riddle is in the studio, as I told you. Now, Mike Riddle uh, has been a home brewer for a long time. You might have heard his name around here and in different competitions. He's also the star of BYOB-TV um, until, uh, spoiler alert, he was eliminated. Um, uh, how did you like your BYOB experience, Riddle? Are you, are you done hating us yet? No, it was, well, except for... JP. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was great. I really enjoyed it. Okay, good. I'm glad. We, we are sorry to see you go there uh, near the end, and, and as you know, everyone was rooting for you, So, um, but it made for a hell of a good TV twist, didn't it? Oh, it was it, it was a lot of fun. I didn't mind it at all. Cool. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> Mike's so mellow all he the time. I, I yeah. never, on the set, I could never tell if he's Mike just being Mike or if he wanted to kill me. I really couldn't tell, because we were making the poor guys do just all kinds of shit. Why didn't he want to kill you all the time? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. Mellow. You would kill me in a mellow way. <laughs> Stab you slowly. Right. How long have you been brewing, Mike? Oh, uh, 16 years. I don't know, 20 years. Okay. It's a long time. Yeah. And I'm proud of the fact that it was uh, our television show that taught Mike Riddle how to keg. Before BYOB, <laughs> yeah. he didn't keg beer. He in was, 16 years? He's always bottled. Oh, my yeah. God. Now, that is the sign of a patient person, he's if learned. you ask me. He's well, learned a thing Yeah, most two. people get tired of those bottles within about three months. <laughs> exactly. Well, ex- except for the Imperial Stout bottles. Now, the Imperial Stout is going to improve for many years. So yeah, I can see that. It, it, it needs well to put it, a bottle. Yeah, it needs a container. You can keep it in a yeah. long time. Got it. So in Mike Enders' comp, he's pretty mellow about this. He probably wouldn't say this here, but when oh. Mike Enders' competitions, you know it, too. Because you look at the best of show list, and then you see his name. Got it. <laughs> over and over and over again. You, you know, win a lot of competitions. He knows what he's doing. Uh, yeah, I've got four of those this year. Uh, did you Did you bring us beer today, Mike? I did. Would you like it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Mike brews uh, such great beer. Oh, you tell me if I'd like it. It's awesome. <laughs> you will like it, I guarantee. Um, all right, and then we'll find out about the event happening in Napa. Uh, the first time I got to have Mike's beer, I had heard him uh, about him from others and seen the competition list that Nate's talking about. But I had never really met him until uh, the BYOB show, and uh, then he would bring beer. In fact, I think in his audition he brought us beer, didn't he, JP? He did. And um, He wore real tight jeans then, too, which I thought was kind of weird and off-putting, but well, somehow mystically attracting. Which part sold you, the jeans or the beer? Yes. I can't tell you. <laughs> I All I was, know is I thought I it was did. my tight shirt. I did whatever he told me to do. <laughs> what did you bring us today, Mike? I've got two beers. One is the uh, uh, the festival beer we're going to have at our event, which is a smoked Oktoberfest or a classic rock beer. Okay. Oh. Did I have this beer at uh, NCHF? This is the one. This nobody else gr- here had that. This is a great beer. You guys are going to enjoy this. I haven't had it. Why haven't I had it? Uh, you didn't go to the NorCal Homebrew Festival. Oh, great. See, I didn't. Wait, it turns JP out I didn't go have to something. To. And you didn't even have to fly to that, by the way, JP. Well, it's outdoors and camping with a bunch <laughs> a, of drunks. Social. And away from your house. Yeah, I do that by my lonesome. <laughs> right. Wait, am hey, I Mike, pouring this, Mike? Mike's your kind of brewer, too, JP. He doesn't do a lot of big hop bombs, which is pretty unusual for this region for a lot of people that compete aggressively, too. I remember right. when you did one for the show, Mike, you'd... Uh, 
pulled me aside at one point and you're like, you make these crazy things. Like, is this this amount of dry hop right? Like, is that, you know, what we really want to do with this beer? And that was the same beer I think you were kegging for the first time was right. was a beer like that. So you don't normally make those kind of things and have never needed to keg before because well, of that. Well, the, the show um, required us to brew things on a very uh, tight schedule. Like, get things ready in 12 days. Yeah. Including kegging, carbonating, clearing, and bottling. Yeah. And um, with the other show parameters, almost everything we brewed was a, like an Imperial Pale Ale or an Imperial IPA. So I had to learn fast. <laughs> yeah. We definitely put you to the test. I just learned a new carbonating trick uh, for NorCal, actually. Uh, my beer went into the keg, and it was flat. When I left Pacheco, <laughs> I put it in my in my trailer um, in 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 a cold uh, environment. Turned the pressure to where I wanted it to be, about twelve pounds. Drove for two and a half hours to Dobbins, California, where the event was. Perfectly carbonated. Yeah. It just really? shook. It, it just I just did the shake method for two and a half hours, and it worked perfect. So if you're ever running late and you feel like and you've got to, to drive a distance to an event. Just put the gas on your keg and drive on the bumpiest road you can find. Awesome. I'm just carbonating my beer. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. That's all and, and if it's not bumpy, just turn the pressure up higher and it does the same thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but that's not fun. Well, Tasty? Is well, it I, you had it in your trailer. I had it in my car. I was doing the same thing. Ah, uh, yeah. And since it's a fairly smoother ride, I had like a 30 PSI all the way there and it was fine. Sure. And I, I'll be honest with you, I did think about that. I thought uh, maybe I, I need to put it at 30, but I know my trailer is bouncing around yeah. like crazy. I got one of those little single axle things yeah. and I thought, I feel like if I do it at 30 pounds, it's going to be over carbonated. Oh, yeah, it probably would have been. Yeah. So I put it, I, I lied, I put it at about, you know, 14 or 16. Oh, okay. I kind of cut it in half and then it was perfect when I was there. There you go. It was really good. So how do you guys like Mike's... Uh, Classic Ralph beer it. here. This is great. Where, where did you smoke the malt, or you? No, oh, I uh, I purchased Rauk malts. Okay. Uh, it's one third of the base malt is Rauk malts. Uh, one third wow. is Pilsner malt, and one third is uh, Munich malt. Same one. And mm-hmm. uh, Same. for something yes. like a Schlinkler, you uh, they use all smoked malts, all the base malts and specialty malts. It's like bacon in a glass, basically. It is, but this is this is one where you could you could actually drink a whole pint of this. Oh yeah, it's understandable. <laughs> yeah. I, I could drink two pints, and that's, that's yeah, it's delicious. About the beer, yeah. yeah, and it doesn't get that. Um, you know, you can get that kind of band aid coating on your palate if there's too much of the smoke malt, so you don't even you don't even want to finish it. But this one doesn't have any of that. It's yeah. just a really subtle, nice smoked flavor. Right. Yeah. So one third, huh? That's good. Yeah. Nice melanoidin production in the beer too. Is there Munich malt or a longer boil? Or something? There's a little bit of Caramunic. Caramunic. Nice. Yeah, but one third of the base malt was Munich. Cool. Now, what did you brew this beer for? Well, this is for the the Napa Homebrewers Classic, so I think it's a first of its kind uh, kind of a thing. Uh, we just had the competition yesterday, and uh, it was a keg only competition. So, um, you're welcome. I don't I don't remember one of those. <laughs> I guess I didn't win since don't, I didn't enter. Yeah. Don't remember one of those in California uh, since mm. I've been here. But uh, yeah, we need one. This is great. I think Ray Daniels does one of those in Chicago. I used to. Mm-hmm. So there's a few around, but the logistics of it were uh, all new to us. Okay. Trying to corral the kegs from all different places in the Bay Area, get them in a cold room, you know, take care of them, then bring them all to the, uh, we judge them at the wine train commissary in Napa, and get them pouring there, and uh, and then get them back, and then we're going to pull them out again out of the cold room and take them to the festival. Okay. So what is what and when is the festival? Okay, it's going to be October 8th, and it's at the uh, Chardonnay Hall. 
And this is the Napa Valley Exposition Fairgrounds. So not the fairgrounds in Calistoga, but the ones that are in the town of Napa on 3rd Street. Okay. 575 3rd. And if you know where Napa Fermentation Supplies is, it's a hall in the same fairgrounds that's uh, pretty large called the Chardonnay Hall. Okay. And it's all about homebrew, this this fest. It is. Well, it, first of all, it's a, it's a fundraiser. I'm in the Rotary, uh, one of the Rotary Clubs in Napa, and we're trying to raise uh, money for this for our charities. So okay. uh, some of the charities that we take care of are the the Pathway Home for Returning Veterans, try to get them back into uh, society, and um, also the, the Napa Emergency Women's Services Group that deals with uh, problems with broken families. Okay. And then uh, the Rotary International is the uh, probably taking the, the biggest lead on trying to end polio. There's still mm-hmm. uh, polio cases in uh, Nigeria, and, and uh, I think there's five countries where we still have some it's cases, amazing. and we're trying to wipe that out. So, so that was the charity part. And then the, uh, the fun part is uh, we're going to have uh, about 50 kegs of homebrew. And some of these are pretty good. This one will be on. When you come in the front door, you'll get a, your festival souvenir glass and, and a shot of this Rauk beer. Oh, great. And uh, Paul Kiefer brewed another keg of this, so I have two kegs that uh, you can compare. Okay. Uh, I didn't tell you about this beer. It, it was a, a total screw-up, um, but it tasted good. Mm. So what happened it was real nice. it's supposed to be a lager beer, right? So Bavarian lager. And uh, I'm going to put it into my chilled conical fermenter for more beer, of course. And um, it blew the power supply. So I had to, to uh, ferment this at 65 in my uh, wine barrel room. And I think it, it turned out maybe a wow. touch of fruitiness helped uh, balance the smoke a bit. So yeah. I, I think I would do this again. <laughs> Screw it up again, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Came out fine. But, Still real clean. What yeast strain did you say that was? A Bavarian lager. Bavarian lager. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. There will there'll also be a full lager version of this so you can try them side by side. So Paul's was lagered. Uh, right. Yeah. So the whole event is it's around homebrew. Um, would you just buy a ticket to go? I, I, obviously, you can't sell uh, homebrew, so you buy a ticket to be there? or Right. Okay. It's a competition. So uh, we've already had the BJCP part of the competition. Uh-huh. And at the event, we'll have the Napa area craft brewers judging our best to show. Oh, great. So we've got Nick Campbell from Blue Frog mm-hmm. and Colin Kaminsky from Downtown Joe's, and we'll have Brad Smizloff from uh, Calistoga Inn. Sounds and, like a rap name. Yeah. I'm Brad Smizlov. <laughs> Get out of my, his knot. Right. What? Check out my bombs. <laughs> what? Right. He's not quite that kind of guy. It's <laughs> all right. No. Neither was that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I like this competition, though, because a lot of times the beers that win at a homebrew competition, there were only three bottles of it submitted. And maybe the brewer doesn't even have any left. And nobody gets a chance to try it at the after party. Right. So at this one, it's like, oh, yeah, these these five beers did really well, or these 20 beers did really well. And you can Go try, try it. It's more like the Great American Beer Festival. That's awesome. it's, you know? it's all after party on this one. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that Perfect. should be your tagline, uh, Napa. What's the Napa Homebrew Classic? Napa Homebrew's Classic. It's uh, all home. It's all after party. All after party. Drink, drink the after party. 100% I mean, after party. That's our motto. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> now, we do have Sean Paxton, who is scheming up at this very moment uh, what our festival sausage is going to be. Okay. 
uh, is going to craft it at the Sonoma Market. I'm going to try to assist him as the Sioux Sausage Chef. <laughs> JP's usually his Sioux Sausage yeah. Chef, this so you've got big shoes no, to fill. Uh, Mike's sausage. a big sausage maker. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he's, a, he's really up there. Think of that. how the, play, the flavors play against each other. It, 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 I just think about the, the aromas. I mean, and think about just the way it, it dances on your palate. Uh, uh, just Actually, think about it. Just, that's, that's what I think about. <laughs> really? Is it what John Paxson's in the studio right now, I think. Yeah. Well, I'm working on a new recipe uh, uh, with urinal cakes, and I'm thinking, how can that play with uh, a wedding cake? I have a wedding to go to. So what I'm thinking about, uh, it, it, I'm challenged by this. It, of course, it, it challenges my palate to figure out how to incorporate those um, with kind of a fromage uh, theme to the roses. <laughs> Those minty green spicy notes of the urinal cakes with the, the yes. hop aroma. Right. Well, I'm challenged by this. I, I, I got at least one beer a year that I think in a homebrew competition is they used urinal cakes in. So it, it's, a common, it's a very common aroma. Well, why do they have to have the word cake in there? It's misleading. But uh, it, it makes it more tolerable. Oh, it's cake. Oh. I'm going to fucking piss on better this Better than cake. pie. You don't, you don't want a pie. You know. Urinal pie. Yeah. Oh. Uh, what else can we expect at the Home well, we Classic? Have a, we have a couple of bands, and uh, Brian Cooper's uh, band, Wish Inflicted, will be there. They're coming out with their first CD, and they're a very good original cool. music group. That's the Russian Imperial? Very nice. Yeah, and, uh, like yeah that's uh, Russian Imperial Stout coming around. Okay. okay. It's uh, only three years old, so... Uh, <laughs> only, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my we're, we're killing infants over baby. here. It's a I baby. don't know why you brought us this piss. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now, at the festival, we're going to have uh, a keg oh. of... Russian Imperial Stout that's been aged five months in new American oak. Mm. And it's really spectacular because... This is great. It's kind of like a a bourbon hit, except that it's like more of a pure streak of the the oak flavors, rather than bourbon kind of sloshes on either side, and it's kind of messy. But the bourbon really plays up with this beer fantastic, so we'll have that on tap as well. Was it ginger bourbon or... (laughs) No. (laughs) You need to wash your glass, brother. (laughs) No, this is really nice. The other band that we have is mm. Curbside, and uh, you might remember Sean Lightholder from the uh, BYOB TV show. Oh, yeah, oh, from the yeah. Shamrockers. That's Shamrockers. <laughs> He's going to be there playing in that band. I saw him driving down the road the other day. You run him off it? No. <laughs> he about ran me off, though. <laughs> hey, look, it's that guy! Yeah. He's the one with the funny hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a good guy. All right, so give us the date and the times once again okay. and where people can get tickets. All right, uh, it's October 8th. It's going to be at the Chardonnay Hall in the Napa Valley Exposition on 3rd Street in the town of Napa. Ooh. It's going to go from 11 to 5. Uh, you can get hold of me for tickets, or you can uh, get them at the door. Okay, great. So we'll have them there. And how much are they? Only $25. Oh, that's nothing. Cheap. Cheap. $25. <laughs> that's nothing. Well, the juice said right. it first, though, so. And you're going to uh, just hang out until the beer's gone, I assume. I mean, it, it's unlimited pour, unlimited tasting until well, the beer is the, gone. Uh, for responsible drinkers only. So if you're falling sure. down, you're, you're going to get cut off. But yes, absolutely. You, you can try as many as you want. We'll have a festival glass, and, uh, and so you can just go around trying them. Okay. All right. Well, I hope to be there. Um, be it, sound, it just sounds like a great event. I'm glad you're doing it. Um, and a, a good first-time event like this, a homebrew classic like that. I, I'm with Nate on the fact that it's going to be great awesome. to see the award winners and then go try it right out of the keg there. I think that's just a cool way to do it. And, and I'll be seeing you guys at GBF because I've got a oh, yeah. Pro-Am beer there, too, like Nate does. Oh, you do? Yeah. Who did you brew with? Well... By some coincidence, I'm wearing the shirt that says Island Brewing. So this yeah. is a friend of mine in Carpinteria. 
Okay. Owens the place, and he won uh, a gold medal in the GABF last year. He's got a small 15-barrel system, nice. and he's just him and his family awesome. doing this, and it's amazing. So. I think I bought carpet there. What, Carpeteria? Yeah, Carpeteria. Yeah. No, I remember the place. That's where I got my uh, deposit. Oh, it's a town. Oh, I thought yeah. it was the, the carpet. I'm sorry. That's where I got my stain master there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Your sta- shag Pergo. stain master. Yeah, <laughs> uh, what did you brew for the Pro-Am? It's it's the beer that won the uh, World Cup uh, Best of Show. It's a classic American Pilsner. Wow, Mike's been working on this style for many years too. It's it's a killer beer. So okay. if you're make sure you go and try it, the GBF. It's gonna be pouring on Thursday, right? That's correct. Mm-hmm. Thursday, cool. like your beer, right? Exactly. Yeah, Triple Uh-oh. Rock Dankness is pouring on Thursday too. So right. hey, when's your beer? Oh, hey, it's right pouring right next to yours. Hey, that's a coincidence. I, I just found that out now, and no, I think I I think I should call Janice and have my beer move to a different day, so I don't get upstaged by Mike's beer now. Do that. I, when I remember my beer, I had, I had two of them there, two different years. I told her what day I went, when I wanted to pour. It. Tasty stack in oh. the deck. He goes through the list and goes, "Oh, that one's pretty I want good." Pour it on the Saturday session. You guys should do the same thing. Well, the Saturday session is kind of pull. the killer one. Yeah. Well, if it, sh- if it shows up again on the Saturday session, you know that's a good sign. Why yeah, do you want to pour it on? So, Why do you want? Oh, the the Saturday members only session. Well, yeah. but that's when all the home brewers are there, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they try and make an effort to have. And the then, beers. of course, if you win, your beer is going to be in the that's main, right. So. So, uh, I see. Okay. So if it's not there on Saturday, I'm I'm leaving. Forget it. Well, I wish you both luck, but Mike, uh, Nate's been on a losing streak, and I'm afraid he's going to yeah, kill himself. What happened? So I, I don't hope know. His, I hope I'm more hopeful for Nate. He's doubting himself. Yeah, that's right. I'm worried about the kid. He got I crashed at the at the NHC. I don't know what happened on that one. Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember that, but he had like more beers than anybody in the second round and didn't get a, a single medal. You guys right. remember that? It's not even losing. It's like outdrawn on the river. Like you're right there, and then uh, no one gets the poker. Yeah, I, I judged IPA in the finals, and I kept looking for well. I saw him at the table. Though, I didn't so. even have one in. Didn't yeah, make past the prelims. So, that's you know. too bad. Oh, that's got to hurt, huh? Yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm rooting. And then how many pro-ams? It's like your uh, fourth one. It's your fourth wow. pro-am. Yeah. It's tough. The pro-am's yeah, tough. There's it is more losers than winners in that. Yeah, thing. absolutely. <laughs> Just being able to do it is a lot of fun. Yeah. People that's, get that far. That. That's exactly that's, the that's purpose. That's the loser yeah. statement is. is what that is. I know. Is. I'm, I'm getting I, ready. You know, I'm just thankful to have had the opportunity. Fuck that. Thanks for nominating me. Everybody's a winner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You all get a little retard trophy yeah. at the end of it. It's like fifth grade soccer or something. <laughs> Everybody gets a trophy. The Lifetime Achievement Award. <laughs> yeah, it goes to Nate Smith. Yeah. Oh, man. Entered so many times and, and then, well, yeah. and then. Yeah, basically <laughs> paid for the competition each year with his entry fees. Yeah. Well, the dankness is good. I don't know if you've had it yet, Riddle, but... Yeah, that's uh, got a good chance. Even Ooh. I've had it. It's good. It's good. Mm. Yeah. Are you guys I saying it's better it. than the citrus bomb? Um, The citrus bomb? Oh, yeah, another homebrew that I was bringing around, NHC and the other IPA that, that ah, was a favorite during I'm the saying winter. it's not better oh. than that beer. Really? Yeah. I, I'm saying it's better. I, I think, think it might better. be. Yeah. yeah. The citrus bomb was good, too. I remember that from also at the Bay Area yeah. uh, Beer Festival that's coming up um, as well. Uh, I think that's... When's the Bay Area Beer Festival? The one in Martinez. Uh, they do it twice a year, right? So this 22nd, one... Uh, 22nd, I believe, right? October? Yeah. It is October. October 22nd. That's right. Is there no VIP or is it already sold? There's no VIP yeah. this year. Um, because it just wasn't necessary, so they just kind of let every... You know, we're just they're just all at once. Just go for it. Everybody go and do the thing. Um, so show up early. Uh, they're only doing pre-sale tickets, though. So go to BayAreaCraftBeerFestival.com and get your pre-sale tickets because they're, they're not um, selling them at the door. 
And I've been talking to the organizers, uh, Leanne, um, and Beer Pal is one of the organizers, too. And they're doing a great job. they got a lot more beer coming, and uh, it's looking to be a good event. So uh, go to that one, too. A lot of events coming up. On the 23rd of October, uh, we are doing a, like a, a small beer festival at Downtown Joe's. Uh, rather than going and doing our nice. our normal show there, we're going to go and do a video broadcast of the beer festival. Basically, we're going to do some interviews, um, but mostly we're going to hang out and have a good time. So that one is on October twenty third. I haven't mentioned it because I'm I'm waiting for the final details to come down from Colin, but it's booked. And Sean Paxson is doing a dinner for it that night. Oh. Wait, um, wh- what? Yeah. yeah. So in three weeks. Um. Is that three weeks away? Yeah, kind of. One, two, three, four. That's about four weeks away. All right. Yeah. Three and a half. That's in lieu of You don't of have to do anything but show you don't up. Have to What's fly. No, I just, I, I mean, I want to promote the fuck out of it. Uh, I'm waiting for him to finish that. I've, um, yeah, I'm waiting for that. It's your yearly bonus. We're going to sell out. Don't worry. There's only like 250 tickets available, something like that. So um, I will notify everybody as soon as I can when tickets go on sale. And um, yeah, it's going to be a small fest. So we don't have to worry about promoting it too much. We're getting a lot of people there and a lot of good beer as soon as I hear back from Colin. It'll be done. Great. Okay. Oh, Colin's in and out of the chat, so hopefully he'll uh, hear this and run to let us know it's up. He's pretty close. We're close. It's all dialed in. He just, we're, we're finishing the logo, and um, he just needed to send me all the info so that I can, pro- we don't want to promote it until the ticket site goes, you know, ready and shit like that, so. Um, all right, so let's recap all the events that you've heard about today so we can make sure. Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest happens uh, Saturday, October 1st from 11 to 6 p.m. And um, that's going to be a great one. It's always a good time. Plus, there's a homebrew tent and uh, like 20-something beers, uh, brewers, I mean. Uh, so there's that one. Then there's Mike Riddles, which is on uh, the, the Napa Homebrew Classic, which is the October date? October 8th. October 8th. Perfect. Uh, then the October 22nd is the Bay Area Craft Beer Festival. And then on October 23rd is going to be the Brewing Network's um, Beers of the North Bay at Downtown Joe's or whatever it's called. Can the 24th be Bloody Mary Day? Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Bloody Mary and Movie Day? I was going to say, how about Bloody Mary and Godfather Day? All three Godfather movies and Bloodies? Let's do it. Done. Let's do it. No pants? None. Done. Yeah. I'm in. Not even ball hair. I'm in. No. <laughs> totally no bare. I think? had to think about that for a second, unfortunately. Yeah. And then I pictured it, and then it got weird in my head. All this happened instantaneously, and then I was fine again. I actually have a mock-up of the poster. Do you want to see it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's all right. All right, never mind. All right. Put your pants back on. Ski pole. Okay. <laughs> you really don't, trust me. <laughs> All right, let's it's like do a this. gecko hand. It's weird. i got to get us to another break. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk a little more to Mike Riddle about beer stuff, uh, just because we can, and I like having him here, and he's a good guy to talk beer with. Uh, we'll take Drunk of the Week phone calls, and um, what else do we have to do? Uh, I think we've got some beer news. Uh, more importantly, right when we come back from the break, a new segment with craftbeer.com. You guys remember Julia Hers? Yes. Yeah, sure. I love that little girl. I love her. Julia is awesome. She's one of my favorite people uh, in the in the BA, uh, the Brewers Association, and she's running craftbeer.com now, which is a fantastic website for craft beer lovers. And what she's going to do is every couple of weeks either come do it live or do a quick recording uh, with me just before the show uh, to give us some current events about cra- uh, what's happening in craft beer. Excellent. A lot of stuff slips out of our, uh, you know, under our radar mostly because we don't give a shit and we're lazy uh, but she uh, will be bringing it to our attention um, a couple of times a month so right after the break you're going to hear from Julia in our first segment you'll hear uh, a little bit about craftbeer.com and what they're doing over there and then um, 
and then some news. So hang in there. It's the session. We got a little bit more to do, but get your phone calls in now because we're not going to hang around too late. 888-401-BEER or uh, join Moscow in the chat room. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hi, this is John from Grain and Grape in Melbourne, Australia. This has been a big year for us. We've just celebrated our 21st birthday and we've been voted best home brew shop in Australia. We reckon that makes us pretty much the best brew shop in the Southern Hemisphere. Now we've got the ultimate fix for all you space poor, time poor, and lapsed brewers. The all in one Browmeister is now at Grain and Grape, and it's a beauty. There are 20, 50, and 200 litre systems. It lets you complete a temperature controlled mash, boil, and cool, all within the same stainless steel mains powered unit. So if you live in an apartment, you don't have the time to complete a traditional brew day, or just plain lazy, you can be brewing beautiful all grain beer more quickly than ever. We're also now making our own range of small batch fresh work kits on the 200 litre system right here in the warehouse. Just one last thing. Mention the Brewing Network next time you're ordering online or over the phone to receive freight free on your next order of up to 15 kilos. Check out grainandgrape.com.au for conditions. (laughs) Honey, what's wrong? Was the Saison oxidised? Worse. Beer festival season is coming to an end. That's it for craft beer fun for the year. My God, you're right. What are we going to do? Wait. It's a long shot, but yes! What? The new Bay Area Craft Beer Festival is coming up October 22nd. <gasps> the one at Martinez Waterfront Park? Yeah, with all that great food. Live music. And, and craft, craft beer. beer. More than 30 of the best breweries west of the Mississippi will be there. I knew you loved me. I do, but I may love the Bay Area Craft Beer Festival more. Hey. Kidding. And I was just about to tell you your Saison is oxidized. What? Tickets for the Bay Area Craft Beer Festival are available online until October 19th at BayAreaCraftBeerFestival.com. All tickets are pre-sale only. None will be sold at the door, so get yours online right now. Great beer, fabulous food, and rockin' live music. Round out your beer fest season right this year at the Bay Area Craft Beer Festival. BN Army, Hop Tech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. Hop Tech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of holy pops. And Hop Tech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeve shirts, games, and more. Hoptech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit hoptech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. Hoptech.com. A heretic is anyone who does not conform to an established attitude, doctrine, or principle. If you love craft beer, you're already a heretic. 
the very first thing we did when we started looking at the beers that we would brew, we got rid of all those recipes. We started from scratch. We've been pilot brewing the most creative things that we think of and the most interesting things. We've completely gone away from style. Heretic Brewing Company is opening this spring in Pittsburgh, California, and you can be a part of it. Visit hereticbrewing.com and facebook.com slash hereticbrew. Get the latest updates on the brewery and upcoming beers. Show everyone how you celebrate great beer as a heretic. It's a fairly powerful word. Being a heretic, that means you're not settling for ordinary beer. You are going with flavorful, creative, bold, interesting beers. A heretic is looking for the best beers out there. Be a heretic. Don't drink ordinary beer. When you hear Blickman Engineering, think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the Intuitive Beer Gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps home brewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The Auto Sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. Mix me your 100-grain amber recipe, and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Today, I've got Julia Hers on the line from craftbeer.com, and craftbeer.com is a, a website obviously dedicated to craft beer, and we're going to start working with Julia now to bring us news from around the craft beer world. She's the real expert in this, and I think it really ties into what we're doing here at the Brewing Network. So, uh, Julia, welcome to the program. Thanks so much, Justin, for having me. We love to have you, um, and I've known you for for quite some time now. I've seen you kind of move around in the beer world, and and for a little while now, uh, you've you've kind of stayed put with the Brewers Association. Is that right? Yes, I'm actually a boomeranger. So I worked at the Brewers Association in late um, '90s, and uh, that was about for three years. And then I left and um, worked in the mead world, which is where we probably started talking. I, I can't yep. hide my love for fermented uh, honey. And then uh, back at the Brewers Association now for almost four years as the craft beer program director. Okay. And if you go back through our archives, you'll find Julia on a couple of shows, and in particular, a mead show that we did a few years ago, so you can kind of find out about that early love for mead. Uh, okay, well, tell us more about craftbeer.com and what we can expect. 
Sure. Well, I mean, if you guys, BN Army, rally the troops, if you guys have not checked out craftbeer.com from the Brewers Association, which is definitely a new venture for us as of uh, December 2009, you definitely should. I mean, this is a website that is certainly designed and geared towards beer beginners, but we want beer geeks and, and beer enthusiasts to really embrace it and help use it as a tool to share why you have such passion and or why we have such passion and interest behind craft beer. So it's a it's a website, craftbeer.com, geared towards beer lovers and beer beginners. And it's kind of everything craft beer, but a lot of it's from the voice of our members of the of the small breweries in the U.S. So the BN Army, as uh, typically kind of the more advanced beer people, in other words, could, could really drive content uh, for, for what they would want to see uh, new beer lovers or other beer geeks uh, on, on craftbeer.com. Yeah, it's definitely participatory. I mean, from everything of commenting, which is integrated to Facebook and many other common commenting types of social media networks. So at the bottom of posts, you can you can you can share what you think and your reaction and response to that. Plus, the um, ability to directly post um, types of things like perfect pairing, which would be you know what's your favorite pairing? Take a picture and and tell us about it and post it directly to the site. Or what's your favorite craft beer um, cooking recipe that you would have? The recipe uh, database that we have or or archives kind of is the most robust for any list of recipes on the Internet. So there's definitely lots of places that uh, enthusiastic beer lovers or BN Army folks could uh, contribute to. Or there's my favorite that I just saw recently. In fact, we I ended up posting it over on some of our page because I liked it so much. And that was your uh, beer tattoos segment. Which was right, uh, right in, on, yeah. It was cool, and that was entirely driven by beer lovers. They had to submit their beer tattoos, right, and then and then uh, beer fans got to vote on the best ones. Yeah, I mean, it's been an incredible response. When 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 we do something at the Brewers Association, we tend to already have a great built-in network, and the network has just grown and still even taken us by surprise. 490 people have recommended this post on Facebook to vote for your top 10 um, tattoos. Nice. And the way we did it is we mined them from members, did a post on our, our forum, and said, hey, members, we're going to put this together on crapbeer.com. And the brewers sent us some of their favorite tattoos, and we packaged them, and now we want uh, visitors to tell us what the what the favorites are and so it's a great participatory type of thing i love it that was very cool uh, a cool thing to do i hope i think it should definitely be an annual uh beer tattoo award that you give out yeah, I mean, you look, if you go to the website and just do a quick search on tattoos, you'll find the post. I mean, and some of these tattoos are off the hook. They're <laughs> crazy. The Sierra Nevada Bigfoot um, Ale, the entire label is on some guy's back. It's a, it's a I mean, huge back tattoo. Yeah, it's it's crazy stuff. 807 people are like, yeah, we like that one the best. So it's it's pretty crazy. <laughs> That's cool. Okay, well, like I said in the beginning, uh, you know, what we want to do with craftbeer.com and with Julia is have her come in and tell us uh, what's relevant and what's happening in the beer world. I think we're, we're pretty good at that here at the BN, but we do miss the pulse occasionally, and we get scooped, which, I, which drives me crazy. Um, but Julia's going to help us out with that. So why don't we start a little bit today and, and give me something that's happening in the beer world right now. You know, there's always something daily that we would want to, we try to prioritize and scramble and just say, hey, get get this on your radar. Um, we had an interesting one. I mean, in Brews Associations out of Colorado, um, but we have the ability to pick up the phone and pretty much get any brewer we want, just like you, Justin. They would recognize you and they, they respond to our questions. And so I had Anthony Org, um, one of my interns, track down the story on the Maori King with Funkworks, who are little um, farmhouse style 
style brewery out of Fort Collins making a make a big making a big splash. And this um, imperial saison that they made um, utilized and featured hops from New Zealand. And unfortunately, they were not aware um, when they named it the Maori King that there was actually a um, group of people, the Maori um, tribe, and and they had a king, and and they took great um, offense to them naming that beer. Oh. And so it was a bit of a, a, a internet um, scandal for them. I mean, they had to deal with it. And so I wanted to get craftbeer.com in there to say, hey, Brad and Gordon from Funkworks, what do you guys want people to know from your side of it? I mean, they had been in a lot of these internet stories in the last few weeks depicted as a huge, lo- large global brewing company, which was totally not true. There's seven people at the brewery. Yeah. And, you know, so they, they, they needed a chance to defend themselves in a, in a more personal way. They did put out a statement, and after we saw that statement, we got we got a little bit more from uh, Brad, and that's on craftbeer.com, his, his take on the story. And then I think they showed good grace by renaming the beer um, and calling it, in the end, Southern Tropic to still uh, pay tribute to what they were trying to do, but, you know, back down a little bit after they were educated and showed that they, they rolled with the punches, too, and went through the, the pain and anguish of relabeling that beer. Sure. Well, that's, you know, I, to me, it seems like a simple mistake, and it sounds like the craft beer way to go, that you kind of go, oh, all right, well, I didn't mean anything by it. Of course, we'll we'll do something different. You right. Know, that's the craft beer way. That's right. Well, that's good that you're able to report on things like that, and that's exactly the kind of stuff I'm looking for, because, you know, from state to state, it can be bigger in, in Colorado, for example, if it's a local brewery, than it will be in California. So, uh, given that the BN Army is everywhere, I think this is going to be great to find out about some things that might have uh, flown under our radar. Right on. And, you know, just in case, I mean, we've really tried to throw great general resources to not just the newsy of the latest and greatest type, but the, the standing static resources that um, BN Army folks could take advantage of is we have free tasting mats that you can print to download. Um, ass, awesome, awesome um, types of resources on beer and food pairing with like the, one of the most robust charts that Randy Mosier created for us. A whole kit on how to have tastings at home, you know, in a, in a 15-page PowerPoint We've got a beer study section with like seminar recordings from most of the seminars at our events. Um, and our Beer 101 course is a great beginner course. It's $15 to take, one hour, and you get a certificate from the Brewers Association if you pass the assessment exam at the end. So there's, there's just a massive amount of you know, kind of more standing, longer shelf life resources. And it's all about raising the bar and just trying to give people access to the information that they're constantly looking for in 20 different locations. We've tried to make it all and package it all into to one place under the craftbeer.com umbrella. Oh, that's that's really good to hear. Uh, for years now, our listeners have asked us, um, hey, how do we share more uh, with with our neighbors who don't know about craft beer? How do we educate people? We don't, you know, looking for resources to do that. Because sometimes just handing over your homebrew just doesn't work. You know, you have those resistant people still. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's good to know to find out we can print out a beer mat and have a little description and, and really some guides to get people into beer. Yeah, you'd think, I mean, I'm a home brewer, beer geek, just like the rest of you guys, that tasting is believing and it's enough, you know, when you hand over that pride and joy, you'd think that's the instant moment of conversion, but it, it it often isn't, and you can't really explain in one little sentence why you're so excited about it, and why it's so amazing, and why it's so cerebral, and why it's so worth it, and adds so much value in your day-to-day experience, so yeah, sometimes it, it, it takes hitting them with a few more things on top of just that one little taste. Got it. I love it. 
Okay, so folks, you can go to craftbeer.com. You can download these details and information and materials. But you can also check out daily news stories and things happening. And you can submit content. So don't be afraid to get in there and participate with craftbeer.com. Okay, so Julia, I guess I'm going to see you at the GABF here in a couple days. I will see you at the big show. I can't believe it. I know. It comes up quick, doesn't it? <laughs> it's like a national holiday. I practically tear up every time I walk in the hall and hear the bagpipes kick it off. It's great. It's really fun. We used to really promote, you know, go, go, go. And now, you know, we certainly say that we're going. But, uh, boy, you certainly don't need help selling tickets anymore. I mean, they just go. I know. That's go. a tough one, man. This is a 49,000-person event. We want everybody that wants to go to be able to go. But at a certain point, you're in 300,000 square feet in a convention center. And, you know, you can't get – it. it we, we have our size. It's a, right. it's a large experience. And to make it even larger just doesn't seem true to the spirit of the festival. But, yeah, it's hard to get tickets. I agree. No, but I think you're right because that is a huge amount of people. People, but you, I think you have done it right. It's an enormous um, beer hall. I work with a lot of people starting up beer festivals now. It's kind of a, I think there's a lot more beer festivals popping up. And yeah. one of the things I say to everybody is if you, I, I say go to GABF and look how they do it because you guys really have the, the format down. So I, I don't hear too many people complaining about not being able to get tickets and certainly not people who have seen it in action because you're right. You add another 40,000, 50,000 people in there and forget about it. You, it, you wouldn't be able to get a beer. Right. It's just not the same. But selling out in one week took us by surprise. I mean, it's just unprecedented. Tickets right. went on sale, and one week later, 30-some-odd thousand tickets wow. sold out. That's really great. It's crazy. Okay, Julia, so I'll see you in a couple days in Denver. And then in just a couple weeks, we'll have you back on the program uh, with some more craftbeer.com news. I'm honored to, to get the chance to talk to the BN Army. You guys, you guys rock it. You educate me every time I listen. So thanks, Justin. Beautiful. All right, Julia, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. In a world where everything has been lost. What happened to the city? It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. <gasps> oh, oh, it can't be done. Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And then From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you $7.99 Brew Saver Shipping, massive selection, and superior customer service comes... Dear 
here's a bite for beer lovers. Soft caramel made with real craft brew and coated in chocolate. And hop drops, hard candies made with real hop oil. Introducing Beer Candy from BeerCandy.com. Beer Candy's amazing caramels come in four mouth-watering flavors. IPA, bitter gold wrapped in smooth white chocolate. Lager, made with a familiar beer from Boston and coated in milk chocolate. Lambic, soury Belgian goodness full of fresh raspberry and dipped in dark chocolate. And stout, roasty cocoa chocolate insanity. Hop drops are made with fuggles or cascade hops and are known as the candy that bites you back. Choose from sampler and full sizes of both and make your mouth jump to life. All at beercandy.com. Hop drops and beer caramels. Satisfy your sweet tooth as only a beer lover could with beer candy. Visit beercandy.com today. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their new Snaplock stainless steel camlock fittings will make connecting your pump or heat exchanger quick and easy. Or check out their exclusive paintball tank-based draft beer equipment. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's exactly. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Put you some sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. Network. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. And thanks to Julia Hurst from craftbeer.com coming over and talking to us about uh, what's going on in the beer news. Like I said, uh, you can expect to hear that every couple weeks here on the show. Julia's going to come give us the lowdown so we can keep abreast of what's happening. Great. Yeah. I like keeping abreast of things. All right. Another thing I need to tell you about is uh, Black Star and the Great Northern Brewery, uh, who is going to the GABF just like uh, I am next week. And just like Moscow is now and in place like of JP. just like JP is not. Oh, but you know what? I will uh, be there with you guys when I listen to the um, thing. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, while most breweries come to the Great American Beer Festival to win an award, Black Star and the Great Northern Brewery are also coming to give an award. Mm. Black Star is awarding the biggest beer fan with the ultimate beer trophy. As tall as a full-grown beer fan, Black Star's ultimate beer trophy is outfitted with a working Bronco tap handle, Black Star beer cans, branded steins, and a fully functioning iPod dock with speakers. To, to enter, it's a pretty rad trophy, man. I got to see this thing. Uh, to enter, the festival goers must visit the Black Star booth. Um, it's section E, eighteen through twenty, 
and check in on Facebook. And They'll that's have a uh, sweet Airstream trailer there, so look for that. Yeah, parked at their display, a Section E booths 18 through 20 will be Blackstar's vintage Airstream equipped with a digital photo booth so beer fans can take free pictures and uh, automatically email them to their friends um, or themselves. So I think that Moscow and I should go into the photo booth and send our pictures to JP. Oh, please do. How much fun we're having yeah. at the Schumann did that for uh, at uh, Burning Man. There was something like that. Oh, he did and yeah. sent you a photo? Yeah, of him and Big Tim and some dude that they were making out with. Blowing. Yeah. But it's it's one of those photo booths that spits out the, the four photos and you're, you know, you're making faces. You know the one I'm talking about? Like yeah. A, yeah, yeah. A photo booth. A f- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. It's a booth where there's photos. <laughs> Two kinds? Yeah. <laughs> You could order sushi from it. Wow. Uh, the ginger. So come say hello and sample Great Northern Brewery's uh, finest brews at their display. That Section E, booze 18 through 20. And along with Black Star Double Hop Golden Lager, the Great New- uh, Northern Brewery will be pouring Wild huckle- Huckleberry Wheat Lager and Wheat Fish. So a lot of their beers are there, and you can enter to win that uh, sweet trophy. Okay. Um 888-401-BEER. We'll take your Drunk of the Week calls now because we're going to get out of here pretty quickly. Moscow's there, man in the phones. So if you want to enter for Drunk of the Week, do it right now. We still have Drunk of the Week medals to give away. Uh, so 888-401-BEER. Do it now or forever hold your peace. I don't want to hear about it later. <laughs> yeah, that isn't fair because the other guy wasn't as drunk as I am. They only said they've drank two beers. And you, you picked him because he sang a song. I had three beers, and I didn't sing a song. And I was real boring on the air, but my friends called me real funny, so I figured I should fucking win the thing. Whatever. Shut up. Right. Thank you. <laughs> hey, speaking of real funny, uh, you guys hear there's a new Steel Panther song out? No. Oh, really? Oh, nice. New single, huh? I want to hear it. It's Got called it? 17 Girls in a Row Balls Out. <laughs> oh, and, I, and if you look at my monitor right now, the album cover is on there, and it's a pretty good album it's cover. It's hella sick is what it is. Balls out, balls deep. You guys want to give it a shot? Yes. Sure. I haven't heard it yet. Well, follow those guys on Twitter. They're hilarious. Oh, it's good already. This is like mid-80s, yep. maybe, slash. 1987 L.A. right here. <laughs> L.A. guns, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look out. Look out. Yes, I I don't think we can cover this one, JP. <laughs> I don't think so either, man. I mean, Nate can probably shred it out. Uh, you need a bigger sound. I'll try and help. I don't think I can sing it. <laughs> Never lost my erection in a grocery store? Yeah. Aisle three, you said. Section. I hope there's a a whole album. Pretty much classic Steel Panther there. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. Right. Fucking classic rock and roll. All right, let's go to the phones. We've got um, 
Peter from San Diego calling in for Drunk of the Week. Plus, it looks like he might have some info about Arrogant Bastard for Tasty. I'm looking oh, for tips. A little espionage. Peter, what's up, man? What are you working for tips? You know what up? How are you, brother? I'm good. Dr- Drunk of the Week? How you guys? What? Drunk of the Week? I could do Drunk of the Week and also have some tips for Tasty on the Arrogant Bastard recipe. All right, let's start with oh. that, and then we'll see how drunk you are in the process. Which way do you know? I'm buzz. What? What do you know? What do I know? Is, how uh, do you know it? A few, I know a few assistant brewers that won't give me uh, their names, but I've uh, <laughs> broke it down to the specialty They're good malt. friends, though. <laughs> All right, what do you got there, Peter? I cannot claim it. It's a uh, C-175, a shit ton. A shit ton of shit C-175. Now, what do you mean, shit ton? Is that like well, you 10, know, 10% or 15? I don't know the percentages. They won't give me the percentages, but all the consensus of um, a few of my friends of theirs. There's a lot of C-175. Is that domestic or British? Oh, I'm pretty sure it's domestic. you got to pump these guys for domestic. the details. Oh, I bet it's crisp. I know, dude, but they're so secretive. They're like, oh, you oh. can't tell them, blah, blah, You can't even go. Well, you you're know? not telling like, me. You're just like He gets off the phone and calls us. Sorry, nobody's listening. I don't know. Why not? Mitch doesn't listen to this show. (laughs) Now, Tasty, a shit ton is a universal uh, measurement. You know. It's from the German Scheistum. Well, yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's going to be like, yeah, even over 15% if it's a shit ton. Yeah. Of course it is. I wish I could tell you that. I tried to get it. But I know after listening to you guys talk to Jeff Dagby last week, I really uh, put the screws in him. That's all I can get was, I know you guys are looking towards 150 yeah. See, and I know it's one. It's they higher. told me it's one seventy-five. They use that's the only one. They only crystal in the beer. Uh, it, but they once they switched to the new brewery, they started adding a little bit of a tiny bit of uh, special B. Oh, that fit, that, that's good. That fits right into what I know. Okay, thank exactly. you, thank you. And then it's a Shinnecop. I'm I'm done with yeah. that. Sure. You guys already knew that. Oh, thanks, Peter. No worries. I know Tacey. I talked to you a lot at NHC. I don't know. Hey, I Peter, did you hear the new Steel Panther song? Here it is. <laughs> you said he's seen him live, I think. That's a lot of girls. In a row. I haven't done 17 in my life. Yeah. I'm lying. 17 year old, me. Dude, it sounds a lot better on the radio. Oh, good bridge. Oh, yeah. What do you say? Said I have my face in every hole. When I was on, they were begging for my... Oh, there's the scream, too, Nate. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah! Oh, here's the guitar solo part, so the, the singer can take a break and do some more blow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this guy in the chat is uh, talking about this guy on the phone. He goes, dude, this guy is such a narc. Oh. Peter, you got called a narc, but yeah. we appreciate it. I'm not narcing anything, dude. You guys will help me out my brewing. True I'm that. Yeah, I really. He's just giving right? back. Yeah. Why can I not help you guys if you help me? But anyways, yeah. All right, so how drunk are you? You drunk or not? I'm pretty buzzed. I've had a growler a no. from Mother Earth. You guys heard of them, right? Uh, uh, yes, we've all one. heard of the Earth. Thanks, Mother Peter. Earth. Uh, NAC, they won NAC Pro Night. I don't remember. I don't remember either, but uh, I live by them. So, yeah, I had a girl there, like, big in. I, um, big IPA, like, 
double IPA, and then I had the Clutch by New Belgium, which was freaking fantastic. Are you married? Uh, no, dude. You got a girlfriend there? Not the moment, dude. After Menners. You got a roommate there? <laughs> For Menners. <laughs> good enough. Yeah, That's listen, a good comeback. That's all I need to love. No roommates. 17 no roommates. Just beer. It's just you and the beer. That's a good part. That's all I need. Just me and working on my beers. 17 fermenters in a row. All right. You're in the running for Drunk of the Week. Some homebrews. All right. You're in the running for Drunk of the Week. I have shoes on. How do your friends know you're drunk? I start telling secrets about arrogant bastards. (laughs) Right. Did you know I know real good friends at fucking Stone that won't tell me their names? (laughs) Yeah. Spider Wrangler from Ohio. That means you're that guy. Oh, Spider. What's happening, Spider. Hey, how's it going, man? We're doing all right. Drunk again? What's up, bro? I can't. No, no. I'm I'm actually driving at the moment. Oh, well, I'm glad you're not drunk so, then. So not drunk. Who's your yeah. cup holder then? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just uh, calling in um, with an update on the whole uh, people's attempt to smoke hops thing. Okay. All right. Have you tried it recently? Um, well, not smoking hops per se, but uh, vaporizing hops. No, I only vape them, dude. It only gets you the active ingredient, man. Vapor die, bro. Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah. So the the vaporizer or the uh, uh, potpourri hot air uh, infuser or whatever. Right. Uh, uh, volcano. <laughs> right. Yeah. So if uh, you know Tasty and Chad uh, open up a potpourri store, they would they would probably carry these products. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Not if, but when. Get to the we smoking. All, we all know all about that for sure. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty pleasant. Um, I don't know as uh, you get you really get anything out of it, but um, some people, I guess, online say that it makes you sleepy or whatever. But um, it uh-huh. uh, you get a lot of the the aroma and, and stuff like that out of it. So it's you know you've got some extra leaves uh, sitting around. But you didn't get a gnarly. Own one of these. You didn't get a gnarly headache. A lot of people say when they try to smoke them, they get a headache. No, no, it was it was uh, very mild and uh, aromatic but not not the like bitter burning uh, you know stuff that uh, people that have called into fine programs like lunch meat to smoke hops uh, right. have experienced okay so. well thank you for the update it's good to know that there's yep. a way you can do it that to not get a headache I like it that's right cool, man. vaporizer thanks brother oh, hey, yep. alright let's go to uh, Brutat who's on the line who says he's offered JP $600 to go to the GABF and wants to know why that's not good enough wow. hey Tat you buy a lot of Zantac with it. Hey there. How are you, buddy? So, I don't have heartburn. No, you're good. What do you got? <laughs> okay. So on the uh, chat, we're, we're up to a, a free car for a week and $600. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus. Wow. That's money. That's good money, JP. Do you know what this guy looks like, by the way? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Imagine Weird Al, but gayer. <laughs> now, JP, you need the money. <laughs> I, I do. Yeah. I, I, I do. Could be a net profit. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I, I do. could go. I do. Oh, and a BJ. And Ooh. a B from who? Who's given the BJ? Usually. Oh, JP. oh, JP has to give you <laughs> yes, the BJ. Oh, oh. He has to give it to himself. <laughs> Just kidding, just kidding, just he has kidding. to somersault around the, the hotel room trying to give himself a PJ. <laughs> Come on, you've all done it. Uh, well, that's a lot. That's good cash, JP. You're not willing to take the Xanax for six hundred bucks, or the I I I, I don't think I could. I don't think I can get it all together, uh, you know, and and then drive out there. It takes like three days to get there. Doesn't it? Ridiculous. 
Oh, I can't do it. I don't think they're offering you to drive out there. Yeah. No, they want you to fly. They want you to fly, yeah, no. and, and, and then no, you have a car while you're there. Rent him a car no, to drive. Fly. Yeah. Oh. He can't fly. Oh, you guys just he want him fly. to drive oh, out the there? Oh, I'm not yeah. going to allow I'll that. Fuck that. you got to man up and fly if you're going to go. Right. Yeah. That's what I say, too. He can Right. Can <laughs> drive. Why do you you guys want to see him that bad that you're going to give him six hundred bucks in a car to Apparently. drive out there? Apparently, yes. <laughs> yes, we do. You can't no, play. They World do of War. love you, JP. You can't play World of Warcraft and watch Disney movies while you're driving. There's no way JP is going to see drive out there. Nate is the only one who understands my pain. <laughs> he really sees you for who you are. <laughs> he wow. does know me for JP, who I am. Come on. Uh, I can't do it. Sorry, no. Can do it. You can make money doing it. You don't even have to fly. Come on. Sounds like a pimp. We'll pay for the car and pay you to go there. I love you, baby. That's a pretty sweet... They're going to pay yeah, for the car a, and pay you to go, and all you have to do yeah. is drive a that's few That's a lot states. of love there. It, it is, is a, a lot of love. This is a sold-out event. A lot of people who want to go can't, and you're getting paid to go. <laughs> right? Yeah, you'd be different. Know, Does driving there give you anxiety, too? No, I just don't want to do it. Oh, what about, what yeah. about Amtrak? You could be there like an overnighter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About it. It's a good idea, Scott. Yeah. Yeah, Scott, it's a Bob. fucking good idea. Just hold your breath. Isn't your process. segment over, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear you bitching about money anytime soon. I'll tell you that right now. $600. Oh, dollars, I, and tax you're like, free, buddy. And you're like, ah, nah, it's okay. I'll stay home. Yep. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I give up. I'm done. I'm All right. Out. Thanks, Tat. Later, man. It's a great offer. Oh, see, see it's too you. late. I missed it. <laughs> right. I just had to think about it some more, but now I can't. So, okay, let's go to Jared from Nebraska. Jared, what's up, man? Oh, what's up? How you doing, brother? Pretty good. Uh, just a second. Oh yeah. Okay, hold on, Justin. Yeah, let me. He'll, just, he'll be right back. Let me just was wait he here for the lotion. What's he doing? Uh, here? Oh, hey man. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Shut up. I'm here. <clears throat> you drunk? I I'd like also. <laughs> what? Good, yeah. You're cutting out there. Yeah, having a heart attack also, yeah, but drunk, yeah. Why are you having a heart attack? Where'd you run to? also happening. Wow. Oh, I can't deal with that. Uh, Your reception sucks, man. Don't die, though. I'll, I'll feel bad. To, I think he was trying to rub one out while he was on the phone with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cut him in mid-something. He's like, wait, just just wait a second. I'm almost, I'm almost, I'm almost done. <laughs> like he was I'll be with you in a second. Hold on. Keep talking. Keep talking. <laughs> Seemed like he had an O-face going there. All right, let's go to Bug Eater uh, from Nebraska, of course, calling it for Drunk of the Week. Bug, what's up, man? Oh, yeah, I think I'm Drunk of the Week. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we know you pretty well. We might be able to judge this, actually. That's true. Yeah, I've been sampling my barley wine only about three pints or so tonight. Oh, right. wow. Another, another three pints of my spice cider. Yeah, I've been having a good time tonight. I had a crappy internet connection, so I can't even get audio tonight. Oh, just hanging out drinking by yourself with no audio. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I had some folks over tonight, too, so we've kind of watched the uh, the chat room. Been stealing, uh, since I moved, I haven't gotten my own internet connection yet, so I've been stealing Wi-Fi from the Burger King down the street. Fuck <laughs> 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 eater. You get in your way, dude. Oh, well. Man, he's like yeah. one step from homeless, isn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have some internet, regular internet later this week. but uh, I don't know, you know, if, if you've ever week. seen Bug Eater... Um, you, you get a pretty good idea that his liver's probably not functioning at its top uh, <laughs> at its top level. So three barley wines, and you know he's going to be doing all right. Oh, yeah. 
uh, <laughs> oh yeah, old Munich, that all Munich barley wine I've been doing. Oh, I've got one that's oh, two. I got one that's two and a half years old. One that's ten months old. So we've had several pints, uh, just comparing the two to see how they changed over the years. I'd like to try that. That sounds good. All Munich, oh, yeah. huh? How can it be all Munich? You have to put other oh, crystals in there? Or no. What? No, Munich's a bit It's small. like about 80% Munich and the rest of the other stuff. Oh, uh, the base is Munich. So the other all Munich. <laughs> yeah, it's basically 80% Munich. When I say all Munich, it'll mean We've got Kara Munich and regular Munich and, and Munich I don't Dark. Care. and I don't care Munich. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, guess well, what, Bug Eater? You're our drunk of the week today. That's yeah. Oh, I think it's Bug it. Eater. Yeah, he sounds like it. You killed it. That was a great song you sang, too. Yeah, good song. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I don't know. I had four beers. I had four pints of barley wine. And my well, fucking barley wine was 85% Munich, so I don't really give a fuck <laughs> about the fucking bullshit, bro. Would you like to try to sing us your favorite song, Bug Eater, just so you feel like you've earned it? Charleston. Oh. Charleston. Man, no. What song would that be, would you like? Oh, do you have a favorite? Oh, oh uh, my, my, my oh, let's see here. Can't think of something right off the bat. How about 17 oh, Girls in a Row? You know that one? What's that? You know 17 Girls in a Row? Here, I'll play you a clip. <laughs> what if Bug Eater pulls out that scream, that 80s scream? He's like, oh yeah, I can do that. Yeah! He's like, oh yeah, I'm in a Rob Halford cover band just for fun. Oh. All right, that's all right, Bug Eater. You're our Drunk of the Week. Congratulations, Congrats, man. Congrats, brother. Oh, well, thanks a lot there. You going to JBF yep. next week? I can't make it. Not going to make it this year. Lame. Just moved. I spent all my JBF money on moving. I see. You got any Xanax you can share with JP? Hey. <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> Don't we all, that. brother? Don't you got we any all? barley wine you can share with oh, JP? Oh, yeah. Right. He needs to suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> When Bug Eater on, tells you, you kind of listen. It's weird. <laughs> what? This guy knows. experiences. He's not going to come up with anything like what I've been through. So. You do See know, that? You do know about the free groping. That's a wisdom you. guy there. Bug yeah. Eater's seen some <laughs> shit, man. Yeah. And you're not gonna, yours is nothing. That's true. That's true. The Panama Airways, you head down the runway and the door pops open. You have to get up and uh, help the... Uh, I tend to pull the door back shut while you're moving down the runway. Oh, that's pretty. You know, intense. that's that's not bad. Part of that, he kind of sounded like a or, speak and say. Or you go, or and you go then the thing the field and the airplane catches the runway on fire. You know, that's the kind of crap yeah, I've had to put up with an airline. But take that, I, pussy! I would never put myself in that position. Like fuck going to Panama. <laughs> That's why. That's why Panama built fucking or anywhere. Yeah. Well, that's why they built an airport so people can get the fuck out of there. <laughs> they don't want people coming in. They want people leaving. Only crazy people going yeah, in. Huh? Don't fly Copa Panama Airways. All right. Good advice. Screw that. All right, bug. Thanks, man. All right. I have a good night there. Yeah, you too. Be careful tomorrow morning. All right. Be rough. Yeah. Well, I'm on vacation. So Not a boy. Care. All right. All right. Later. Bye. Mm, bye. Bug eater. Drunk of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Boog. Yeah. Yeah, well done. All right. That's it for that. Uh, okay. Um, let's just get out of here. I was going to get into a bunch of stuff with Mike Riddle, but you know what? It's uh, it's late. And, Why not? Um, it's 8 o'clock. It's actually late. not even 8 o'clock. It feels later. It's incredibly early for, by our standards. It feels like it's 1 a.m. to me. 
Did I tell you I jumped out of a plane this weekend? You yeah, did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big deal. <laughs> Bug Eater had three beers. <laughs> Let's right. get back on that. Hey, uh, brewing software. I always like to talk about brewing software. Oh, yeah. You know, if you want to brew like Mike Riddle and be a great homebrewer, you can go to Beersmith.com and check it out. Beersmith.com, they give you a free 21-day trial of their software, uh, so you don't really have to take my word for it. Just go check it out. You can download it, do a free trial, do a couple brews with it. I think you're going to find that it's a pretty superior uh, brewing software. It does everything you need it to do. Uh, You can uh, upscale and downscale your recipes. You can inventory all your brewing ingredients if you really want to get into it. it, it, the 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 possibilities are are endless. So go to beersmith.com, get your free 21-day trial. Uh, that's a good amount of time. If you're like Chad used to be, that's like four brews in 21 days. <laughs> but now, Chad, I haven't seen him uh, touch a, a brew stand in months. I haven't even seen him in months. Yeah, he's down Hardly. at that Handel's Brew Pub in, um, in Pleasanton, California all the time. Where's that? And uh, it's way down there, um, down there. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> it's over there. Nestled in Northern California. I don't even think he remembers how to homebrew, actually. <laughs> I'm not even sure he's a homebrewer oh, anymore. That's not true. I mean, you he's gone pro a now. few batches here lately, but come on. Yeah. Come on. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine how, how sad is it when I've brewed more than Chad in the last couple months? Uh, that's oh. a sad day for to be Chad. He's Sounds retired. like a challenge. <laughs> we still have plenty of beer, right? Yeah, so everything's good. Yeah, well, yeah, the beer's looking more like you know. That's a good point. Another direction kind of thing. I'm drinking a sweet goose on tap. Yeah, goose, um, which is um, pretty amazing. Where yeah. isn't it goose? Did you say it was goose? No, it's a sour beer. Uh, Flanders red. Yeah. Oh, Flemish yeah. red. Thought you said it was yeah. Know, See how the, the color Kuba is. The fuck do I know? It's red. Real good though. Goose sour are, and good. Goose are more pale. <clears throat> That's fine. Whatever. Anyway, uh, free 21-day trial, beersmith.com. Thanks, Tacey. <laughs> sure. Uh, one more call. Oh, a little more info about Arrogant Bastard. Differing info. Oh. Ryan from, Ma- oh. from Maryland. What's up, man? Hey, I was just uh, calling to comment on the Arrogant Bastard recipe. I uh, private messaged Tacey this before. I uh, A family friend used to brew with Lee Chase, and he was saying it was mm. 50% pale malt, 50% crystal 150, which sounds impossible, but so I would say it's crystal 150 and no special B. Well, they did say that the special B was since moving to the new facility. Yeah. So it's yeah. when Lee and Chase I, was a long time. And I have ago. a really, really credible source on, on special B. But 50-50 a little, would be it, insane, it, it, wouldn't it? His comment was... Yeah, a l- I agree with that. That'd be, yeah, it'd be a big... Yeah, You're talking like half a percent or something. It'd be that'd be really arrogant. Yeah. Right, which is possible. It's not quite that arrogant. I mean, oh. When we did the, uh, what was it, the one that you mean, like, the uh, just C-150. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty close, but it wasn't the beer. Right. He thinks it was, I don't know. Okay. All right. So the 175, I, a little special B, I think I'm on the way. Yep. All right, thanks, Ryan. Was, what do you say? Hey, one, one uh, thing. I was thinking, could you even get... Uh, special B back when Arrogant Bastard first started? No, no, no. Like I said, they didn't start with the Special B until the new brewery. So you're probably right that when Lee Chase was there, there was no Special B. But there's now a rumor that at the new brewery, they added Special B. So, Cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks, brother. Later. Uh, Okay. Anything else left to do? Did I miss any sponsors? 17 Girls in a Row reminds me of Dr. Feelgood. It does. It does have that same kind of... Yeah. Let's see. Totally. Yeah. 
But a lot of their songs are like that. I mean, that's their thing. Yeah, exactly. And I think you're right. I think you pinned their inspiration for this one. And it kind of fits, too. Girls in a row. If Dr. he never Feel lost good. his boner, he's kind of Dr. Feelgood. Super Dr. Feelgood. <laughs> I still want to go see them, man. Let's go. Where? In LA. You got LA. Monday night. I'm not. We got to fly. Be in Denver. I'll drive. I'll meet you there. Dude, it's five hours. It's five <laughs> I'll hours. Meet you there. Meet you, there. you fly. You're I drive. Such a dickwad. It's five. <laughs> by the time you go to the airport, yeah. Wait. Go through security. Get radiation poisoning. Get on the plane. You'll still get be off, there for Get your luggage. JP. Get your luggage. Get a cab or rent a car. Drive to the thing. Then you have to get back early enough to drop the car. Blah blah. blah. I'll be there already. No. By the time you drive down five, fall asleep, get busted by the cops, run into somebody else. <laughs> run to somebody else. Ow! <laughs> I right. drove five hours in a row. <laughs> Ow! All right. Hey, Mike Riddle, thanks for coming in today. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. We'll have you back when we can do a full topic right. with you. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to get into. We're going we're gonna to half-ass it here for 20 minutes rather than having Mike back to do a whole show with us I, about I beer. I got a full ass. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We had to get all that out. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Scott Mansfield for coming in and hanging out with us today. Good fun. Thank you. You can go to strongwaters.net and check out the book and information about the classes that Scott does here in San Francisco and uh, all the rest. It was really, thanks for the education today and for giving me a ginger beer that was goddamn good. Yeah, it was. Fuck good. Good. Oh, yeah. I can stop dissing it now when people say ginger beer. I'll just yeah. go, oh, well, is it good? Is it Scott's? <laughs> I'll say. So, all right. Um,. Probably should have loaded up our closing song. I should just make our closing song Steel Panther today. Yeah, Why won't you? You can do that. You have the power. Please do it. All right, let's do that. Uh, don't forget about our new sponsor, craftbeer.com. Uh, go check that out. Don't forget about all the festivals we told you about today. Uh, go back through the calendar and listen to that because there's a whole bunch of good ones on there. And uh, good stuff. Isn't it supposed to be slowing down this time of year? All of a sudden, there's a hundred festivals to go to. It's October, man. It's October. Uh, it's October. October. All right. Okay, uh, next week we're off because we're at the Great American Beer Festival. You can find us in the Brewers Pavilion if you're going to the GABF. Otherwise, tune in to justin.tv slash brewing network, and we will be uh, uh, streaming all the panels that we do from there. Also streaming the award ceremony, so you can tune in and cheer for your favorite breweries there. And be sure to let me know, and I'll social network them. JP will uh, be holding down the fort and yeah. social networking. Uh, yes. JP should be do like a, uh, a desk. Where uh, he's covering the show, and you guys are like the live part of it. That's and a great put idea. Him tux- do that. Put him in a tuxedo or something. You know? He can sit here in a yeah. tux. Yeah. Back to you, JP. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Let's hey, do it. Just so you guys know, the chat is now up to $1,000 if JP wow. can Jipper. get over his shit. As your friend, take the $1,000. for me to use the plane ticket. Do it. It's $1,000. $1,000? Think of it as $1,000 to take the Xanax, which will lead to you being able to get on that fucking plane. Possibly. I... I, I I would do Xanax for free. I would pay a thousand dollars if someone could find me a decent Xanax supplier. What if uh, we'll do something that gives you anxiety uh, tomorrow, and you'll take the Xanax, and when it works, you'll go great. It's going to work. Now I can fly on Wednesday. That's right. Practice once, and you get a thousand dollars. He's thinking. He's thinking. He's thinking. I can't do it. You're killing me. I know. I know. Eleven hundred. Where eleven hundred? Don't worry. I'll. (laughs) I'll. I'll be fine in two months. I'll sell my house 
and then I'll live in an apartment. And, and then I'm going to yell at you again you. about missing out on the thousand dollars because you have to sell your house. I wonder what the ceiling is. Yeah. Like if they said five thousand, would you take it? Yeah. What's your price, bro? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I I I, I don't. Uh, I don't know. Everybody has a price. He's looking up. All right, we'll see you back here in a couple weeks, everybody. <laughs> Tune in to justin.tv slash brewing network. Look at the homepage uh, probably tomorrow or Tuesday for the schedule of events. All right, we'll see you later. Cheers.